to episode 26 of Hit the Books, a podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down the latest news and trends, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's hit the books this week. For this week's episode, we have everyone here back ready to talk some sports. We rounded out the first round of the NHL and NBA playoffs. On to the second round. The NFL draft was last week as well. Some teams coming out better than others and some updates in the MLB cap off this week. So let's jump in this week's episode by introducing my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, start off with you this week. What's going on, buddy? Back for another week. Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Uh, like you said, another week in the books. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs have totally delivered so far. We just had a couple of Game 7s all in the NHL. Three great games all around. I know a couple of the, the scoring in the last one in Mackie's matchup wasn't exactly how we wanted it to go, but... Uh, it was a good, all three were great game sevens, and uh, the NBA playoffs, second round's underway. Lakers with a huge game one win last night in Golden State, so uh, vibes are high coming from me, and uh, I'm excited to be back. Good stuff. Ready for another week here. Ace, you're up next. What do you got for me, dude? Uh, Yeah, another week. Back to Happy to be back with the boys. Uh, Tough, though, after the Bruins utterly crushed my hopes and dreams of winning a Stanley Cup this year in that brutal game seven loss. But, um, yeah, ready to talk some more sports. Uh, still depressed over hockey, but still big enough a fan to watch. I mean, it's the NHL playoffs. How do you not? So, ready to get that going. MLB's rolling, too. So, <clears throat> ready to go this week. Heck, yeah. I love to hear it, Ace. Um, we will hear more from you about your time at the Bruins game, as well as what the Bruins have done here to finish off their season. Mackie, let's finish off with you before we jump in this week's episode. What do you got for us, dude? Yeah, happy to be back. Like I said, I'm kind of on the same page as him here. Uh, not where we wanted to be with the with the Rangers. Huff, that's really not funny. <laughs> it's just this um, was me last year, dude. So you beat yeah. me last year. So now, now you know. First round. Yeah, um, just disappointing loss, game seven. We'll get into that a little, but uh, yeah, just gotta be back talking sports. Heck yeah, guys! Lots of good stuff this week. NHL round one complete. On to the second round. NBA, same thing, NFL, draft, MLB, lots of stuff to cover. So let's start off this week's episode with a little segment, top three sports jerseys of all time. I'm curious to hear what you guys think, who you guys think are the best jerseys of all time. Who wants to start? See, I took a different route than you guys probably did. You guys probably went flashy and everything. I went more iconic. I went a little flashy, but I went more iconic. Um, In no order, just my top three. Obviously, there's a thousand of them, so... um. I'm gonna go with the New York Yankees pinstripe just because you know is that I one to explain myself I I just said there's no order but um yeah we could say that's one we can go with one that was my main one all right um second one that the mighty ducks Anaheim mighty ducks with the duck on the front with the with the with the uh hockey sticks going across I love it it's iconic it has a in the movie after it um number two and then number three I'm going with Toronto Raptors um with the dinosaur, the purple ones. With the, the purple, the, yeah. The dinosaur on it, yeah. With the Raptor, Vince Carter you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, those are my three. That's a good list there, Mac. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a, sol- that's a solid list. Thanks, guys. Got to throw your Yankees. Uh, not your Yankees, but the Yankees in there. I, I could never throw yeah, a Yankees jersey it. in my top It's just day. such a classic jersey. Think. You got to respect it. I don't think I would ever come near anywhere touching it, buying it, looking at it, seeing it. Anything, but what are you gonna do? You can see one if you look back there. Jeter. 
Alright, Huff, you gotta <laughs> worry about those pirates. They're actually good. Oh, uh, you got McCutcheon hanging right in front of him, He's ready to be used. still got the Yankees on his mind. <laughs> those Yenzers. Alright. Huff, who, you wanna go next or you want next? me to rip it? Ace, you go. Alright. Um, yeah, Mac, that was a good list, too. I kind of mixed between the uh, flashiness and the iconic uh, stature of the jersey. I'm gonna go with an honorable mention first. Um, just like a pretty cool jersey, because I like the logo more so than the jersey. I'm going to go with the Florida Marlins pinstripe jersey from, like, 03 when they won the World Series. Um, love that fish on there. I can't believe they got rid of it for the one they have now. <clears throat> love that team as well. Beat those Yankees that you guys like to rep. So, um, can't can't hate that. Going, going on to my... <laughs> uh, yeah. You just rep their jersey. But, um, all right. Going to my three. Going to that three. I'm going to go with the Blackhawks jersey. Um, Chicago Blackhawks probably have the cleanest standard jersey out of anybody in the in any sport i would say um i think i remember hearing something like it costs more to make that jersey than they do to sell it because of all the threads that they have to put on like such a great logo too um just classic vintage and uh associate that with success too it's pretty cool um number two this is my homer pick here i went with the patriots red jerseys but i'm talking about the full uniform with the pat the patriot on the helmet with the white yeah i love that one that they got that those back now thanks to the nfl so uh, gotta love that. Very vintage as well. And then number one, Mackie, I had the Anaheim Mighty Ducks jersey as well. I went with the, the maroon or eggplant colored one specifically because I think that's just kind of flashy. It's just iconic. Timu Solane. I mean, John Sebastian Jagir. Those guys are great. And then, of course, the Mighty Ducks movies. So those are my top three. But, yeah, I feel like as hockey guys, how can you not have the Mighty Ducks in there? A Boston jersey was minus 3,000 odds to be an Aces top three. <laughs> There was a Patriots jersey. I thought I thought it was going to be the Bru- some Bruins jersey. I thought it was going to be the, yeah. I thought it was going to be a Bruins jersey too. Yeah, the Bruins have some sick ones. Um, but they're they're my favorite ones of theirs are too new. I think to put in there. I went with like I went with I guess classic. That that one behind you, the one that's yellow, the the yellow one be, of the one that's behind you. I really like that one. Yeah, the the original Pooh Bear, like Joe Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting a Bruins jersey on my list right now because of what they just did to me. So. My top three is interesting. Uh, not on purpose. I ended up getting one from each sport. NFL, NHL, and MLB. I'm going to go with the San Diego Chargers. The bright blue one with the the lightning bolt that's, on the yeah, shoulder. That's good. I love that one. That was my NFL one that LT. I was like, if I have an NFL, it has to be that. It's so good. I'm so pumped about that one. Next one. Well, I do have an NFL, but I found a way to edge it out. Fair. My next one is classic Yankees pinstripe. Can't go wrong. It's just so clean all the time. That solid white with the pinstripes is just can't beat it. And then I'm going by slow here. The 92, the 92 Pens jersey with the old Pens uh, logo. Marlon Lemieux, Yarmer Yager. Yeah, exactly. So I actually, just, when I was looking through, I was like, I was looking at that jersey and I was like, Bet you one of these two are going to have it on there. But yeah, that is a very good jersey. I like that one. And then honorable mention, the Pittsburgh cross, the, the, the chest, the write out the whole word Pittsburgh. They did that for the reverse retros here two years ago. Pretty Penguins? sweet. Yeah. The yellow, with the yellow writing and the black jerseys. Yeah, yep. those are fresh. Isn't that a bit knockoff on the Rangers? I mean, it's nothing new. I, I, right. I don't. It, possibly, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand. It's good style. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a solid list. The San Diego Chargers one, that's a good pick. But 
um, my three, I'm going to go honorable mention ace. It was hard for me also to keep out. My honorable mention is the Chicago Blackhawks, the red. Um, I always liked that jersey, but I was a Red Wings fan growing up, so I always fucking hated them. So uh, for me to put that in there, it's it means a big thing for me. But uh, honorable mention of the red Blackhawks home jersey that, I mean, like you said, all the different colors on it, that logo is so classic. So um, number three, I'm going to go North Carolina basketball, uh, the light blue with the plaid on the side, March Madness, what you're seeing in the Final Four, what you saw to, uh, last year, two years ago, whenever that was now. Um, the classic North Carolina basketball, the light blue, the Tar Heel blue. Uh, that's number three. Number two, my bias pick, just the classic black Steeler jersey. It hasn't changed for 90 years for a reason, doesn't need to. Uh, number one, the red home Detroit Red Wings. Uh, another, I think that's the best uniform in the NHL, in my opinion. Uh, just three classic uniforms and uh, an honorable mention. I mean, two of the two of those NHL ones are all original six there. But, um, yeah, I think the red the Red Wings is easily my favorite uniform in sports. that red just pops especially you know like you said the my my, my honorable mention kind of crazy like not necessarily like crazy but like colors it'll maybe none of us i mean none of us picked the college football jersey lsu's white with the yellow helmet yeah that's up there if i didn't hate the bruins i would say the yellow tahoe ones i think those are just the the flashiest jerseys of all time the one where pasta had the vintage glasses with the hair mm-hmm. and the hat like that yeah, that's I hate- it's I so hard to pull off too. a yellow jersey. So yeah, just not gonna not gonna put that there right now. Give it some time. Alrighty. Very good there, boys. Love to hear all the top jerseys. Um all right, let's jump into this week's episode with the NHL. The first point I have here, very interesting. Um it, when Huff sent it to us, I was amazed. All of all the money bet on the Stanley Cup winner at BetMGM. of that was on the Bruins. The next closest was the Avs with 10.8%. So yet again, yet another year. Vegas wins uh, even right before the second round even starts. They have. I was going to say, neither of these teams even make it up. We should have known right there that they weren't going to win it. Vegas is not going to lose all that. One thing that I w- that sucks is like you got to tune into our podcast. Obviously, this year I, as a homer pick, would have said hammer the Bruins no matter what, but... If you were to look at it, probably Mackie and Huff and Jesse would all agree with me. Um, there's a lot of teams out there in the NHL that can always win every year, and there's some great value on some good teams down in those rankings. Like even the Oilers probably had some good odds coming in. Um, like a lot of high end teams that are still going. One one hill I will die on. I don't care if my Penguins didn't make the playoffs. I said that was my that's my take that I want to take away from this podcast, Mackie. You stood there with me. I don't think you're as proud of yourself, though, because your Rangers fell in Game 7 as well. I said that President's Cup team was not getting out of the first round. But, I mean, I, it's it's the NHL playoffs. Like you said, any team can win any night. It's like it's no knock to them. It's just, obviously, I'm going to point the finger out. No, Huff, it's true. Like, you know I couldn't have agreed with you as a Bruins fan. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I had to be, like, full was, steam was, ahead. <laughs> pretend it didn't even exist. Dude, like, it's what? the best, what the best, yeah, the best record <laughs> of all awesome. time. Like, you have no reason it's, to be scared of that Florida team until, I mean, the, here's your one takeaway. You said for the past month, who's the one yeah. team you don't want to see? The Panthers. The Florida Panthers. 
Because you said they're the only team you thought they could hang with them, and that's exactly what they – I mean, I thought they outplayed them five out of seven games. The one game – per- Dude, they're, they're really good. That's why they're up 1-0 on the Leafs. Yeah, that's why I took them to win this series against the Leafs, too. I know we're kind of diluting that, but – that team has such fresh legs, and they're the former President's Trophy winners. Like That's what a lot of people forget about. And let's not forget about this. Huff, you remember your Penguins were in this race, and they were playing good hockey to miss the playoffs? The yep. Panthers were red hot coming into this playoffs. They were fully healthy. Their coach is uh, very experienced, too, but I love the value there on them now. Um, obviously not a fan of them, but that's a great hockey team. Matthew Kachuk's a primetime player. We were that's we were the, the team the you guys wanted to see in the first round. <laughs> oh yeah, because we have old, you have older legs than us. Nobody else yeah, does. We'd actually we we were the only we, team that would have looked slower than you guys. I mean, the Islanders looked slow in the first round, but we were the only team that probably would have looked slower on ice. That's uh, yeah. Such that's a the thing about draw. the Panthers. Panthers are playing playoff hockey for the past month, basically. I mean, you're you're playing to get into a playoff spot. They know what it's about and everything. Bruins haven't really been tested the entire season, so. Um. Like you said, they were the President's Trophy winners last year. So, you know, you run into a brick wall like that, it's a tough matchup. Even if you got past it, you still had a tough road. You have Maple Leafs. If you get past that, you have either the Red Hot Devils or the Hurricanes. So it's the hardest road ever for uh, the President's Trophy winners. But, um, yeah, you just don't like to see it. You, you hate to see it. Oh, I, I like, hate that, to see that's, it. That, I'd that's hate such, to see it, but you yeah, hate to but see it. That's such, in my opinion, that's such a light path to the cup. Uh, like, after the Panthers, I, the Panthers are the team. Dev, Panthers and Devils is who I'd fear the most probably because this playoffs has shown you already. Like these series, these young legs, dude. These young legs you are were, just so fast. I hate. You were the biggest I, hater for the Devils coming into the series. You're I know. I know. Oh my god! I know. Dude, I was. They, I was, they shocked me. I was a big. I was the one saying like, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of them. We were all over the Rangers game one, game two. I was the the only one that was, like, kind of scared of them. I know. And as soon as the Devils won game three, I immediately jumped. And that's why – I don't know if we took the Rangers at all the rest of that series. And it was literally every night I took them four, game four. I didn't take them game five. I took – I did take them – no, I think we took the Rangers game six to even the series. And then I was big on the – I double-uited the Devils. I really liked them them in game seven. We took oh, them I, five and six. I took them. But I, I wasn't, that wasn't really what I was worried about because I knew that Rangers don't know how to not bring a series to seven games. So I, I basically knew the series was going seven off rip. It's just the way that you come out and play game seven, you just you you simply just didn't want it as bad as the Devils did. It's, that's exactly what it was. They couldn't keep the puck in the zone for more than five seconds. Couldn't make more more than one tape to tape pass. Devils just wanted it more. They were moving their feet. Jack Hughes, best player on the ice, top five player in the league in my opinion after the series. Um. They just wanted it more than the Rangers, and it's sad because a star-studded lineup like that should not go down in the first round. But, you know, if your feet aren't moving, your feet aren't moving. Yeah, you're not wrong with that last point. I, that's such a big factor in today's NHL. These, these two young teams, the Panthers and the Devils, both play the same brand of hockey with that speed all game, heavy offense, goalies that aren't that good that are playing well, though. They lean on their top defensemen. They shorten that bench. But, like, coming into the series, Mackie, it's crazy to say that you're the only one that was nervous about it. Huff and I were so confident. You can go back to the beginning of the year as confident as I was in the Bruins. You, The three of you were with the Rangers. That was your future win the Stanley Cup all year. We kind of repped it. And I guess we just bought into the hype with these names, and they're really not as good as we thought they were. Maybe Mackie knew that going into the series. I just, I mean, obviously watching every game, I see the downfalls of this team, and I see where they can be weak. And it, they just... 
simply showed it for four out of seven games. Like you, you were watching two separate teams in games one, two, and six. You blew them out three games, three out of seven games, and you just can't. Like you, in my opinion, you are clearly the better team in this situation. They just cannot find a way to click. The click. They can't find a way to get together. They can't find a way to play together. Glance changing the lines every period. I mean, you're not going to get a groove with someone even towards the end of the season. Like at the end of the season, if something's not working, but you want to work those lines together, just keep it going. Try to get them to get get some uh, chemistry or something. There was nothing. He was changing it the entire end of the season. They had nothing going for them. And yeah, I did see that a little, but you know, they, they, they still had the lineup to do it. So I don't care if you, you couldn't find them the, the uh, chemistry or anything. You, you got to figure something out there. You get shut out in a game seven is pretty, pretty pathetic. Mackie, I mean, I guess you can just say time is a flat circle. This is what you're used to your whole life. You have that caliber goalie who stands on his head and the team does nothing. I think that clip of, of Igor skating to his bench and yelling at his team resonates with your fandom as a, as a Ranger fan. It's, it's just we're, we just waste the best goalie in the league consistently. It's what we're good at. And he is the best Huff, goalie you, in the league. Hoff, did you see that? What? When Igor went to the bench and started ripping his teams because they suck, and he's just like, dude, he, he made a gross save. He made a gross save. He goes over to the bench, is late chirping the boys at a commercial break. Bro, he's I'm, like, that's the, I'm like, that's the New York Rangers right there. Because yeah, he's pissed because so he's playing great. Bro. And he's it goes sitting back there making full ice pa- he's making full ice passes the entire game, trying to get them to get something started. He created a breakaway. Didn't I don't even know if they hit the net on it in that in that game. It was, it's just like Help the guy out, bro. He makes save after save for you guys. Bails you guys out hundred times a game, and you can't pop one in the fucking net for him. It's just it's it's pitiful. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't leave. I, I hope he doesn't leave in twenty twenty five. Now, I wouldn't want to be there playing for that team. No, you guys have. I said it all year though, Mackie. The good thing you can count on is you guys have your best years ahead of you. In my opinion, I just retool that bottom six. But the thing is. Like, it's so crazy to see these memes all over the internet with Henrik Lundqvist and Igor Shesterkin. He's like, first time? <laughs> and, like, I mean, we all know this, seeing the Rangers. This first is what happens. Time. They're great goaltenders get let down. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I, dude, the memes are crazy, dude. You also got to see yeah. the people overreacting, telling it. People are saying the oh, I ship. What do you think I'm seeing in Boston? What do you think oh, I'm seeing God. on Boston it's media? Like, you guys are, like... It's it's Twitter accounts that like their their profile picture is like not even them, it's just like a, a tree or something. So they don't know who the, who's talking. But it's yeah. just like the overreactions are incredible. I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know about you, but after that Bruins loss, I mean, I my phone was dead right after the game. And I didn't charge it until the next morning. Didn't go on social media for at least two days. Dude, when they went through, so I texted tough. Matt. I texted Mackie. I was like, we may not hear from him until Wednesday. <laughs> yeah oh that was a wild that, oh, that one's man. tough and and, and and just to you went off on your rangers a bit there just a quick point on my bruins i'm gonna chalk this one up there's a lot of different things you can talk about but i'm gonna i'm gonna chalk this one up to the head coaching inexperience of jim montgomery coach of the year but uh his inexperience in the playoffs definitely showed there how do you make these goaltending choices? If you're going to play Swayman and Olmark's not feeling it, you play him earlier in the series. You don't You don't stop rolling the dice. If you've been playing with him and he's hurt, you keep it going in Game 7. I don't understand that. Um, but it's a tough call. I mean, he buys into the hype. He reads all the things. And Swayman's a good goalie, too. So, like, how do you make that call? I mean, I'd stick with who I've got. And then on top of that, think about those Bergeron and Krejci injuries. He inserts them into the lineup in Game 5 when you're up 3-1. 
why not just give him the other day of rest when the lineup that you've played is 3-0 and or 2-0 and back-to-back games? I mean, I know that you want to get your guys in there if they're saying they're good, but give him another day to rest and ride that. I mean, I'm going to chalk that one up on Monty. That, 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 that decision by Jim Montgomery to start swimming in Game 7, I think literally goes down as one of the worst coaching decisions in NHL history. How do you have... Okay, yeah, like you said, if you want to get him out of there, you know you have Slayman behind him who is a stellar goaltender, not a backup anywhere else. But how do you have your Vezina-winning goaltender literally coming off the best season in NHL history, going into Game 7? He's played all six games coming coming up to this. It's not like they were going back and forth. You have him... He won 40 out of 47 games this year, and you have a Game 7, and you don't put him in the net. I mean, that's just like... That's, that's mind-boggling. And, and that... The thing is with that is that you're putting it in Swayman's head. We're like, all right, now all the pressure's on me. I need to win. Give a quick, uh, a quick week one. Then, then what are you thinking? You're already lost right there. Everyone's thinking the same exact thing. He needs to make the next save, and he did. He rebounded a little, but some of the goals were pretty weak. And I, and I think the entire time everyone was just thinking about like, what if Omar was in net? And I don't know. I think that was a terrible decision, and it really backfired on him. Yeah, you're definitely right. And one of the good quotes I hear um, from the real fans out there is. Uh, seems like Jim Montgomery is listening to talk radio a bit too much. I mean, like I said before, think about this, though, Mac. You're a goaltender. If he's hurt and you know that earlier in the series, why don't you play him in five or six? Because that way, if Swayman goes out there and wins, we're like, all right, let's go. We're on to the next round. And then we roll Olmark. If he loses, you're like, all right, now let's turn back to Olmark. You can't just insert someone into game seven. It's only been done four times in history. Only one of those guys actually lost the start. Swayman was the second. The only one was your boy... Uh, What's his name? Um, he's the goalie now for the Penguins. Jerry? Yeah, Maybe? Jerry. He was... Oh. No, it was Jerry. I believe he was the only uh, person that start a Game 7 after not playing all series and winning. Um, he was the only one that lost. And uh, Swayman is the second one to do that now. So, I mean, I wouldn't have done that. Terrible coaching decision. But even in that game, yeah, though, the Bruins went up 3-2. Pasternak scores the game-winning goal. And you give up such a cheap one at the end in the in the third. And, like, I knew it was coming because the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, we just got to bleed this clock. Already a bad thing to have that mindset. And then I'm, like, thinking about back to the other games. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the slowest I've ever seen. It's 13, then 10, then 9. It's still going. And I'm like, oh, my God. Then the stadium starts rocking. And I'm like, oh, God, we might pull this off. They pull the goalie. We ice the puck. It almost goes in. I'm like, all right, we're fine. We're chilling. We have Bergeron out there. But if you were watching that game, the way they collapsed, it's really like they wanted to get scored on. They stopped playing aggressive and let the Panthers do whatever they want. Puck goes in, tip off a, a play, goes in. That's a that's a hockey goal. That's a Game 7 goal. And then it's anybody's game in overtime. But after that, the Bruins are kind of defeated. Well, once that once that puck went off Bobrovsky's uh, stick, Pasta's shot that, that was going far side, Bob didn't even react to it. It just hit his stick. It knocked his you stick down. You just had to know it wasn't going your way. You knew they were going to pot one. Just that you're just not getting the bounces. It's just how it goes, you know. But uh, yeah, it's that's pretty tough giving one up late like that. I just I I can't I cannot agree with that goaltending decision. Like you said, yeah, you want to throw him in game five or game six, you could do that. It does. It's not like everything on the line. Can't throw him in a go or winner winner go home situation. That's just too tough on him. It's too tough on everyone. It gets everyone thinking about it. So, um, yeah, just not a fan of that decision. The Bruins lost the series in Game 5, the, the one I was at, when Marshawn had that buzzer-beater breakaway he didn't tuck. They gaffed it in overtime, and then they got they got rolled. It was a great game. I mean, and they got rolled in Florida, and then they, they lost at home. But 
think about it. You have the two best goalies of all time in the season. Score 11 goals in the final three games and you can't clinch. That's kind of crazy. It's not like the Mackie, the Rangers getting shut out. We scored 11 goals in the last three games. That's that's a pretty good that, performance. But yeah, we shot ourselves like, in the foot. It's, it's got to it's gotta hurt way way more for you because you guys wanted it, dude. You just ran into a really shitty situation. Florida's a good team. I, I genuinely think the Rangers are the way better team in that series. And Dude, their two through five best players didn't even score a goal the entire series. Jack Hughes is the only one out of Jesper. Jesper Bratt scored an empty netter in game seven. That's it. Timo Meyer didn't have a point the entire seven games. Not one point. Isn't that expected with your your goaltender in the net, though? Timo Meyer to go seven games and not have a point? No, that's not expected for. I mean, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. That's That's a top two, three player on that team. He should be. He should have a point in seven games, don't you think? Yeah, but you can't underwrite the uh, what's his name, Akira Schmidt. He's doing even better in that other crease, and he's gonna carry That's that on. That's what. Okay, I wouldn't say better because Rangers didn't really test him much in any of their losses. Like I said, their feet were in mud. But um, what I did want to say is that that's the Devils did what what uh, Bruins should have done. You know how they pulled Akira Schmidt in Game Six. Vanacek was in, and then everyone's asking who's gonna start Game Seven, who's gonna start Game Seven cannot throw Vanacek back in that game. He's 0-2 in the series, gave up 10 goals in two games. Uh, you, you go you go back to what was working and what, what has won you games. You go back to Akira Schmidt, and it worked out for them. Yeah, he played good hockey, but those young legs, um, that's why I'm so nervous about this Hurricanes series coming up because I, I like the Canes with their home ice advantage and whatnot, but this Devils team, like the Panthers, just playing so fast. They're playing fast hockey, and they're skating by people and surviving these long series and getting good goaltender play. Um I'm eager to hear who you guys have coming out of this this series, the Kings and the uh, Devils. All right, you guys gave a pretty good review of round one, but I'm going to kind of circle back and recap on that. Came to a close on Monday night. Again, we saw the Bruins lose in game seven to the Florida Panthers. We saw the Colorado Avalanche lose in seven to the Kraken. And we saw the Eastern Conference champion Tampa Bay Lightning, or the defending Eastern Conference champion Tampa Bay Lightning, lose in six to the Maple Leafs. Along with that, like we said, the Devils defeated the New York Rangers 4-0, a shutout in Game 7 to clinch their spot in the second round. And Connor McDavid and the Oilers defeated the Kings in six games. Oilers look for their matchup against the Golden Knights as the Knights took down the Winnipeg in five games. What do you guys got about this uh, this last series? So obviously that that Vegas Winnipeg series that I'll start there. I I really like Vegas there. I like them in this next matchup to kind of get into the a little bit of round two. But with the Oilers winning in that series in Game Six, the things with the Oilers, their power play was buzzing at like sixty percent all series. That's the thing that Vegas is going to have to pay attention to. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge factor coming into this series. Obviously, McDavid, Drysital, they started to get buzzing going towards the later round or later parts of that first round and. Um, scoring goals, they're they're a high-paced team. We've seen it all year, and I think uh, Vegas is going to have their hands full after beating the Jets in five games, but I do like to look at this series ahead. Uh, let's just start here. I mean, I like Vegas in this next series. They play, I think, the first game is tonight, but um, I, I think Vegas starts out this series hot. I think um, I, I'm waiting. Is there any news on if they're getting Logan Thompson back at any point of these playoffs? No, I, I feel like that'd be breaking. It's going to be the backup, as Winnipeg Jets like to call it, Laurent Brisson, or how do you yeah. say Off, uh Circling back to that first series real quick, though, um, let's not forget that bet we all rode 
Blackout Huff sent the lock in the chat. And then they, I said that you, you weren't on here last week. I go, I take, the, I hammer them. Game one, minus one and a half. They, of course, covered a game two when I didn't take it. And then they just win the rest of the series. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. Win four straight right after you bet $1,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing I tailed that heavily. That's all right. We, we bounced back heavily in the series. You're right. And I rode those Knights actually puck line a couple of games. I knew they were going to bounce back too. Um, that's a good team. And honestly, that's got to be some, some people's favorites to come out of the come out of the West here. I mean, they have a tough draw right here because my pick all year coming out of the West was the Oilers and McDavid. So I was like, he's going to do it at some point. But um, the, the Knights kind of blew the doors off the Jets, especially after losing game one. They ripped four straight going up to, what is that, Manitoba, Winnipeg, wherever the hell it is. Yeah. Tough place yeah. to play with tough place to play with the whiteout. Remember we said all year, avoid betting against Hellebuck when he's at home. But it's kind of different when you have a team like the Vegas Golden Knights. I know they're new to the league, but they're battle tested. They've been to the Stanley Cup. They've been to the Western Conference Finals two or three times. They've gone seven games. And they have a lot of pieces that have rings on that team. I like the addition of Petrangelo a lot. But um Jack Eichel's getting his first taste of the playoffs and he's really relishing it. And I'm excited to see McDavid versus Eichel this round. I don't know who I've got coming out. I think the Oilers, I'm sticking with the McDavid for cup run here. But uh, Mackie, who do you think comes out of Oilers tonight? Yeah, it's going to be a good series. I was going to say McDavid versus Eichel. Uh, they've only had 13 games uh, all time against each other. So he's going to have, I think they're going to really battle out this seven game series. I think it's going to go the distance. I like McDavid to come out of here. I like, uh, I like the Oilers. I think uh, it, it's just going to be a little overwhelming. It's going to become overwhelming, like over the seven games. And by game seven, I just think they're going to they're going to be too much for them. And I think the Knights are just not going to be able to keep up. But you know, we've seen this Oilers team be here, get here before. Um, we know it can go either way. If McDavid and Drysaddle aren't going, then this team really doesn't have much after that. So, um, it can go. It could definitely go either way. I like Vegas tonight. I think they get the job done. Game one at home, but uh, you know, it's a long seven game series. So. Kane's up one nothing. Fuck the Devils. Mackie, you're on the uh, Kane's train now, huh? I I mean I think the Devils actually win the hates, series, he but just I hates just the Devils. Oh, it's such a yeah. tough call because the Canes are great at home. All right, in round two, the matchups we got going on: the Kraken. They're up one nothing right now on the Stars. Joe Pavelski had all four goals on Tuesday night. For the, to take the Stars to overtime against the Kraken. Just uh, unreal performance by him. Plus 15,000 for him to score four-plus goals I saw uh, in a graphic online. So just incredible. Oilers, Knights uh, that we keyed into a little bit. The Devils and the Hurricanes. Florida Panthers and the Maple Leafs. Uh, uh, Florida Panthers won 4-2 the other night in game in that game one of that semifinal. Bobrovsky stole the show. 34 saves out of 36 shots. So an incredible performance by him. I like Vegas in the Oilers Vegas series because I have Vegas to win the Western Conference. Um, but I think it's going to go the distance, like you said, Mackie. It's just Eichel and McDavid. Like you said, 13 games played against each other in their careers, which is fathomly low, but incredible. And I'm excited to add another seven to that. So it's just going to be top-tier hockey, I think. I think that's going to be one of the better series um, in this round, honestly. Uh, I'm real excited about Kraken and Stars. I think Kraken come out of that one. I think a lot of people are on Stars, but I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a good round. What do you guys think? Okay, my opinion in the West is 
I think I'm not on this uh, Edmonton Oilers Connor McDavid's year thing. I think he's gonna have to wait another year, in my opinion. I think uh, I'm not sold on this Oilers team as all, per usual, and I really like this Vegas team. I think the home ice advantage is gonna be big for them. I'm gonna take Vegas in seven. I'll respect the Oilers. McDavid's gonna get his. Um, I like Vegas in seven here. Um, and then on the other side of the West, I think we're going to see the Seattle crack in advance in maybe six, seven games, depending how this series goes. And that's exactly what the NHL wants. The two expansion teams in the Western Conference Finals, Seattle versus Vegas. And I will get to that if it happens. But that's my prediction to come out of the West. I like Seattle versus Vegas in the Western Conference Finals. I, I love that Seattle team. And uh my my dad's actually gone out there a few times, seen a few games this year, so I've gotten some gear from that stadium, which is kind of cool. So I got to rep them. But I've been telling all my friends all along because I had some buddies text me yesterday. They're like, "What do you think about the Stars uh, Kraken series?" And I gave my honest take, and they're like, "Really? I'm all over the Stars." I'm like, "No, this Kraken team plays a great brand of hockey. They play like the New York Islanders, but they're more likable. They have better names on their roster, way some faster. Cl- yeah, a lot faster. Young legs, like I was saying when we were talking about the East." But uh, a lot of playoff performers, too. Yanni Gord coming from that Tampa Bay Lightning team. I mean, a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning stars. That depth is really shining. We were talking about that earlier with Palat and uh, Gord. And who's the other one? Verhage. But I like the Kraken. This one's going to go to the distance. We know the Dallas Stars love going to Game 7. We've seen it in past few years, losing in double overtime, triple overtime to the Blues with Kadobin and whatnot. But um, I think the Kraken, like they said, I was surprised they pulled away last night when Huff and I were texting about it in the first period. They were down 2-1. I was like, eesh, this isn't the game the Kraken like to play. They like to play it close to the vest and keep it tight. And when they get that lead, it's they suffocate you. So it was nice to see them pull out a high-scoring victory. But I'd like to see them tighten it up. And this game, two is going to be massive. And then on the other side, you all already know that I'm on the McDavid train. But I'll tell you why, real quick. Those legs again, I think later in the series, Vegas Golden Knights are going to slow down a bit. Um, some, some more tread on those tires. Um, in Edmonton, I Lion Dreisaitl, we, we don't really talk about him too much, and he's actually, what, the best player in the playoffs so far? So he's definitely he, having he, a Conn Smythe campaign if they go for it, but you know who will get it if they win the Cup. Oh, yeah, as he should. But I, I got the Oilers in the, crack, Oilers in the crackheads. Uh, give me a battle of Western Canada and get those Canadian people happy that they might get a chance at a cup finally. Actually, back to what I just said, when the Peng- I mean like that's kind of the same thing when the Penguins won their first cup, everyone would be like, "Oh, you think Crosby's going to get it?" That's when Malkin tore up those 09 playoffs. Malkin was the con Smythe. If Leon keeps this up, McDavid's just going to be happy to get out of the fucking Western Conference Finals. But let alone But the only the thing about the Oilers is that the only reason that all those players are get those points are, is because of McDavid. I mean, oh, he's yeah. the reason for yeah. this. I mean, you didn't see the dry sidle stat. He had he had a point on like every goal I, I, or every goal in the I, first like. I did see that, but come on, McDavid. You regardless of points, I think we, I think dry could have eight more points than McDavid in the finals, and I think they would still give it to McDavid. Oh, I agree. I agree. But how I good agree, do you think Leon Dry yeah. is? It, he gets overshadowed easily. But how good do you think he is um, in terms of who's left in the playoffs? See the best um, second best player in the West. Fourth, after Robertson, Eichel, he, and McDavid. No, no. See, he's better. He's better than Robertson. Are you saying in left in the playoffs? In the yeah, Western no, Conference. No, in the West. In the West. Left in the I, playoffs. I, second. I'd say I would say second. Left in. Yeah, I agree. I say top two, but you could argue Robertson but, and Eichel. You could argue them being right there, but you, I don't think you can argue that they're better than Drysdale. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why. Give me the two best players left out there to get there. Yeah, but you, you've seen it fall time after time. I mean, mm. it's not like this is brand new when they just brought in Dreisaitl. They just brought in McDavid. Two have been playing together for six years and haven't seen it. They've seen one Western Conference Finals last year. That's it. And they got, I think they got swept 4 nothing. So, best uh, team you know, they put around them in seen, years. We've seen them, but McDavid's also a little different this year. This is his best season he's had. He's turned it up to a new notch. Um, I do think the Oilers get out of this series. Huff, I think you're... I think your logic is really good on that. I think for views and like for the for the league, for, to benefit the league, you have the two expansion teams uh, playing the Western Conference Finals, and I think it could definitely happen. But I, I I'm gonna ride with McDavid here. I do like the Kraken as well, but you know it's easy to say when they're already up one nothing on the road. So um, yeah, I like the Kraken. They they're buzzing, but don't don't be surprised if Ottinger blatantly steals this series. He had a rough game one, and he's the type of goalie to bounce right back and and uh, let you know what he's about. So. Um, I'll go cracking in six, cracking at home in six, but uh, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm not betting on that per se. Back, yeah, you know before, what's, before you we know move on from the cracking ace, I, I know I said last series once. Once uh, I think it was one zero. I said I think the Avalanche were going to reverse sweep them the rest of the way, and I was completely wrong about that. Obviously, and I bought into the Kraken once they kind of showed that that was going to be. Once it got to game seven, I took them against the Avalanche, and uh, obviously game one we took them. So. I'm fully bought in on this Kraken team in Vegas. Like I said, I think that's that's my pick for the Western Conference. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. I mean, they're right there every year, like I said. But one thing I wanted to say before we uh, jumped off these Western Conference teams real quick, I was telling Mackie, I mean, what a what a bad year to be a good team or be a good goalie. Um, the Colorado Avalanche, New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, all getting knocked out in the first round. Um, those top-end... Top tier goalies too, like Sorokin, Olmark, Shesterkin, um, and then the list goes on. I mean, the only real legitimate elite goaltender left is Jake Ottinger, and he's down 0-1 in the first round. I mean, uh, Grubauer, the, the guy that won the cup last year, he's the reason Seattle's still sticking around. No, Grubauer's been he with is. them for two years. He didn't. Win, he didn't win a cup. No, yeah, Grubauer wasn't their goalie last year. Um, who the. F- it was, it was Kemper, oh, yeah, Darcy, Washington. Washington. Kemp, Dar- Dar- I always Kemper. get them confused. Yeah, he's in Washington. They I always lost get them Grubauer for some reason. I think, I mean, I think Grubauer is definitely, other than Ottinger. Bob, I'm thinking, Bob. I'm taking Grubauer. Right now, Grubauer. right now. If you're, if, I mean, if you're only saying Grubauer because of these playoffs, then you got to say Bob's ahead of him. Okay. But if you're saying Grubauer from, his lo- from the longevity, I mean, I don't really yeah. know how his stats have been this season. I don't know if you've been keeping up, but if you're gonna like just like talk about like the best goalies was, left, I mean, in I just playoffs. know Bob wasn't good to start this year mainly. No, exactly. but Bob has the yeah, most high end potential. I think is what you're saying, right? And also, he just stole a series from you guys. And yesterday, he he stole game one. He stole that game from the from from the Leafs. I know that I know the Leafs started off slow. Panthers started off with, with hot and everything, but you watched that third period of that game. Brodsky absolutely stole that game. Yeah, he has that potential, but every game you're talking about, even the Bruins series, he was leaky, giving up at least two or three goals a game. I mean, he, he I don't see him putting up I a mean, zero at any point. But who who else is? Really, who else in these NHL playoffs is going to put up a zero or a one very often besides Ottinger? Schmid. Right? Nah, like, I don't think I don't think I think he'll get lit up by all these other teams. The Rangers didn't test him at all. They didn't put any shots on goal. He didn't make any nice saves. It was like mind-boggling how this guy was putting up these numbers and like, yeah, we're getting shots, but they're to the chest and they're to the pad. Like we got a one-timer 
guy went down routine right off the pad, right out the zone. I'm like, dude, it looks good because it's fast, but dude, I could have made that save. It's a routine save. We just yeah. keep getting back to the Rangers and Bruins. This is cracking me up. Yeah. No, I'm talking but, about Schmidt uh, now. Yeah, yeah. But that's all right. got lit up. Two nothing like, canes. Oof. Listen, man, I got a lot to say about this. I got to get it off my chest. I've been keeping it all in. Yeah, Devils, Hurricanes. You know, like Huff said, Canes up 2 nothing here Wednesday night as we're recording. Panthers up uh, winning 4-2 the other night against the Leafs. They're up one nothing on that series. Bobrovsky playing an incredible game. Said it earlier, 34 saves out of 36 shots. So what do you guys think? Who's coming out of the East? Personally, myself. I mean, these Hurricanes are just... I mean, I think they're better than the Devils. I don't know. I'm not... That's I'm still not that scared of the Devils. Like, I know they took care of the Rangers, but it went to seven. Like, I think there's some play there. So, um, Panthers and Leafs. I mean, the Leafs made it out of the first round. First time in a long time, right? But are the Panthers going to fucking take them down? I don't know. Like, that's a tough one. I think the Leafs are going to be able to hang around, but we'll see. I don't know. If Bob Roski stands on his head every night, they're looking all right. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm I'm all over the I'm all over the Panthers. I already locked that in two days ago for them to win this series. Um, that offense is is very very electric right now, and they match up very well with the Leafs. They play the same style of hockey. Them the Devils. Um, weak defense, weak goaltending, but high end offense, and they're they're pretty deep down their lineup. Um, a lot of guys who can put the puck in the back of the net, and like we were all saying, Bob has the most potential to come out. So I like the the Cats. That could be a six game series. I'm saying. Um, they could win at home in Florida. But other than that, um, going back to the Hurricanes and Devils, toughest series for me to pick, I think, in this playoffs. Um, I think it's going to go seven, and I'm going to take the Caniacs at home because of that storm surge in the crowd. Um, such a tough call, though, because the, the, the Devils are playing fast, playing well, but they're down early here. I like the Canes at home, but they got to figure it out on the road. Down to nothing now. Mackie, you want to go? Yeah, we talking about Devils Canes in particular. Just like the Eastern Conference series matchups, he introduced both of them. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I I like the Leafs. I know they lost Game One. They didn't look very good Game One, but uh, that team you you could just see the star power in them. And yeah, Bobrovsky uh robbed Game One, but I don't know how many t- more times he's gonna be able to do that. Um, Panthers great team. I think whoever wins this series at the end of the day will come out of the East. But I think the Leafs come out. I think this is their year. You know, you get past the first round. Um, a lot of people are probably saying the same thing. Once you get past the first round, it's their year. But, you know, they have the team for it. Uh, Samsonov needs to play play some good hockey, and they'll, they'll be good. Um, Devils, can- Devils Canes, I don't think either one will go to, will uh, be able to oust either the Panthers or the, or the Leafs. But, uh, yeah, I got the Leafs over here. Give Austin Matthews a ring. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm gonna take the Leafs. I do think it. I do think it goes seven games. I think Florida's gonna put up a fight just like they did against Boston. Uh, I think the home ice for Toronto is gonna come out big for them in Game Seven. I'll take the Leafs in seven right there. Uh, like you said, tough to start the series 0-1 on your home ice, but um, I think Matthews, Marner, and the boys will get them buzzing, and I like the Leafs to come out of that series in seven games. And then uh, to look at this series right here to see a two nothing Carolina Hurricanes lead. Kind of looks like the game one that the Devils played against the Rangers. It's going to be interesting to see how this series goes. I did have the Canes originally in six in this series just because the Devils, I said, I'm kind of back on their inexperience. 
in the I said it all season and then I they obviously beat the Rangers in seven games and I said at certain points I liked them in that series, uh game seven included. But I just think the Canes are gonna be a little too much for them. They're they both play high speed, high like power games where they're, you know, high scoring. Devils are looking not necessarily the Devils are looking to score all these goals, like you said. Schmidt's, Schmidt in their defensive style, they're trying to keep it low scoring. And when it's 2-0 in the first, I don't like their ability to hang around. But I'll take the Canes in six and uh, Leafs in seven. I just think Matthew Kachuk is just going to have a great series against Toronto. Um, that line already produced a ton last night. And I was going to say he was all over the place last night. Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Nick Cousins, um, E. Tuller, Saranen. Those guys skate fast. And I like how Paul Maurice, I believe their coach is, very experienced coach. He's playing Gudis, Forsling, and Ekblad basically the whole game. And Mark Stahl's picking up his play. I've never seen him play this good of hockey. But he's really relying on his top-end defenseman. So um, it's working out well for him. But, yeah, the Canes, uh, give me that home ice advantage. I'm excited to watch these playoffs, though, still. Great hockey in front of us. All righty. Yes, round one complete. Round two in progress for the NHL. We're in a similar spot for the NBA, but they like to overlap games and stuff, which is crazy to me. But So we have round one complete in the NBA. Little recap there. The Heat taking down the Bucks 4-1 to in that series. Knicks 4-1 to as well against the Cavs in that series. Uh, Sixers taking down the Nets 4-0 in their series. Boston winning their series 4-2 against the Atlanta Hawks. All right, and in the West, the Denver Nuggets taking down the Timberwolves 4-1 there in that series. Phoenix Suns taking down the Clippers 4-1. Golden State Warriors taking down the Sacramento Kings 4-3. And the Lakers winning their series 4-2 against the Grizzlies. So let's jump into this round two. Let's start off here in the East. James Harden goes off for the 76ers in a vintage James Harden performance as he puts up 45 points in the game-winning three in a 119-115 to game one victory in TD Garden up in Boston. 76ers lead that series against the Celtics 1-0. They were a 9.5-point underdog in game one. I'm curious here to hear what you guys think. I uh, wasn't watching the game actively on Monday, but I was list- I had was listening to it for it work with the directors and the producers and stuff were talking about it, but dang, that's like wild how they pulled that game off. What do you guys think? Ace, why don't you start us off here? Celtics, game one, the night after Bruins game seven. How are things up in New England? That's actually the longest six. That's what I meant. One twelve point five. But <laughs> uh... I can know what you meant. <laughs> cool line. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, going back to the Celtics, I mean, they got to get that bad juju out of the garden. I, I think I saw a stat that said that's the longest um, streak in Boston history of most con- or consecutive games lost in the garden. It was like five, and like five in a row there. So it's like, oh, what, God. Like this year? Yeah, this playoff run. Like that was, no, that's the most like ever. It's five consecutive oh, losses in a row. Run. Yeah. Run. Yeah. So this year, they got to get rid of that um, tonight. So I really like the Celtics get the job done. Huff and I were talking about a lot of plays in which we could take them, both either first half or full game or team total. That's what I ended up with. But it's going to be a good series either way. I, I couldn't understand why the Sixers were uh, such big underdogs. I know Joel Embiid's out, but like James Harden, Tobias Harris, they have a good roster. And honestly, I was leaning the spread there, but I did think the Celtics were going to win. What an epic collapse there. Um, 
I mean, this team is battle tested. They went to the to the finals last year, so we know that they know how to take care of business, and I expect them to get that done tonight. It's kind of a fluke and a tough game, similar to the game they lost against the Hawks in in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm. I was fucking with you. I think that I think they're fine too. I'll take the Celtics. I do think it goes six. I, I think I think the Seventy Sixers win either game three or four, uh, on their home floor. But I like the Celtics coming out of this series in six games. You don't think it goes to seven? These are the best two teams left in the East. I could see it going seven for sure. See, my thing is when Embiid comes back, like, is he going to be 100%? Or are they putting in a 70% Joel Embiid? And what does that lead to? You know, you're forcing the ball to your big man, your best player. If he's not 100%, why are we getting him the ball every fucking possession? Like when you just said we have James Harden, Tobias Harris. Like I'm not saying they're better without him. I'm just saying if he's not 100%, I don't know if they're – going to be able to win three games I, I don't see 45 points out of James Harden again you know what I mean maybe 30 but that's just kind of player he is and he usually disappears in the playoffs but it was nice to see a, a James Harden just I mean that was a dagger three for you but for me that was a cool shot to see yeah it's I mean that's what he's a, he's a walking bucket and he was hot in the first round too so I think the Sixers win this series um Boston's been there. I know they've been there, but you know, Joel Embiid's balling right now. Towards the end of the season, he got some gritty wins. He's just a, a one-man wrecking ball, and they just won game one on the road without him. Uh, obviously, James Harden dropped 45. You're not going to see that every night. Turn back the clock a little, but uh, dude, give Joel Embiid the ball. I mean, who's going to guard him? Al Horford? I just, I, I mean, I don't know. I like the Sixers here. I think this is their chance to actually get, get over that little hump that they haven't been able to get over. And uh, maybe Joel Embiid can make a finals run. You know, you got Miami and Knicks on the other side. So if you get through this, you you you're, you should you should get through whoever wins that series. So um, this is maybe his chance, and uh, maybe his chance to get a ring. Yeah, that that'll be interesting to watch, um, Jesse. That next series we got coming up, that Knicks and Heat one. Uh, I'm excited to talk about that one. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's hot. They the Heat take Game One against the Knicks in MSG. The absence of Butler in Game 2, the Knicks are able to grab a win at home, and even the series at 1, heading back to Miami. Where do we see this series ending up going into Game 3? I got Miami in this one. I've I've already ridden them twice, and Mackie was calling you me both, <laughs> You both are fading each other's teams. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, the Knicks, Mackie said it before, the Knicks aren't his team. Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, Mackie, your Rangers let me down the whole series. I took them every night. That They're fraudulent, too, so... Um, oh, oh, they let you down? Yeah, they did. They let um, you down, too. But no, going back to the Knicks and Heat, it, I'm going to use a like a, in a thought we really use more so in the NHL than the NBA, but um, this Heat team, how many times have they been here, right? These guys have won championships, right? They've, they've been to finals, and now they're playing Ooh. against the Knicks. Kyle Lowry's Besides won a Lowry. championship. Yeah. Lowry. yeah, no, the other guys Butler, have all been. Bam. They've all been to a final. They, they didn't win. Yeah, Donis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they have a great coach, too, in, in Spolstra. And, uh, you know, just a whole, great organization. They know how to win when it matters. And I like the depth that they have. They always come up with some some guy that can bang threes on the outside. Right now it's Struess, right? Um, but Jimmy Butler obviously being hobbled hurts that series a lot. But we saw what he did in game one. He's the closer that they were missing in game two. They actually had that lead the whole time on the road in New York, and they should have swept them. Um, would have loved that as I, I threw lightly on that 320 money line. Um, but I ended up hitting them in a teaser, which was nice. 
Um, other than that, though, I, I think this one is going to be over in five games, honestly. I think that the Heat take them both at home. It, it's dependent on Jimmy Butler. If he's if he gets back to a goal, take him in five. If he doesn't, I don't know. I could see six or seven. But I still like the Heat to, to advance and hopefully not play spoiler to my Boston Celtics in the next round. Mackie, the floor is yours for your New York Knicks. Yeah, I just don't really agree with that. I think Jimmy Butler is. <laughs> I just, I, I think Jimmy Butler is just feeling his injury a little more. And this team, they're an eight seed for a reason. I know they have the star power. I know Jimmy Butler is a different player in the playoffs. But Knicks match up well against them. You lose game one, Jimmy Butler goes off. Kyle Lowry steals the show in the last five minutes. Okay, it happened. We should have won that game. If that, if, if one of those two things don't happen, we would, we would have won that game. Also, if you fucking take Jimmy Butler's a decoy out there. When you're on defense, you're not even targeting him. He can't. He can't shuffle side to side. What are you gonna? How are you? How is he gonna guard someone? And they didn't. They didn't attack him towards the end of the game. Terrible coaching by by Tibbs. But um, I like him as a coach anyway. But I, I just I think they match up. I think they match up pretty well against them. We didn't have Julius Randle game one. Um, you got they Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler game two. It's one one in the series. So you know you go back to Miami. Miami has home court now though. So you look into that. I think the series can go either way. The experience might win it, but I don't. I would. I don't think the series is five games. I think at least six, probably seven. That's that's a tough place to play down in Miami. Don't discount that. I mean, we've all seen it. They do that whiteout, the heat the white guard, out. The garden, garden's not the easiest place to play either. Yeah, but it looked like it. Um, they should. They almost stole that second game without without their man. So, Huff, who do you who do you think comes out of the series? See, this is the one series that I kind of. I think it goes seven games. I just don't know who I like because, like you said, if Jimmy comes back, I think we could see a a huge game by him in game seven. We've seen him come up in big games um, where I could maybe be convinced in the heat. I feel like it's in Madison Square Garden. I could see the Knicks win and go on to play the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is the one series. I don't know if I'm going to bet on this series at all because – I just this is the one I kind of just want to sit back and watch because I like these two these other series a lot. Um, obviously, with no Embiid, the the other Eastern Conference series is kind of hard to be betting on with these big spreads. But even though I said I do like the Celtics tonight, um, I, I'm just gonna go with this game this series to go seven uh, and hope I can give you another opinion next week whenever we're gonna be talking about a game seven. But like you said, like you said, I I do think the Knicks match match up good against them. But I I like I like it to go the length. That's gonna wrap up everything we have in the East. Let's jump over to the West with the Lakers defeating the Golden State Warriors in Game One of their series in the second round. Anthony Davis put up thirty points, twenty three rebounds for that win. What do we see happening in this one, boys? California battle. Lake show. I mean, huge let me just say game real- one. Let me just say real quick, Huff, I told you, bro. I told you, I told you, I told you. The only reason the Warriors won that series is because of experience. The absolute only reason. I don't even think they were the better team. But Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, it, I've it, moved on, it came I've down, moved on it, from it, that Kings team. It's all Lakers it came, now, dude. It's LeBron. Oh, they made it. Dude, they're the, but it's not even that. Like It's like they're the best team in the West, I think. Oh no no no! They I'm saying been. like for my fandom, like well, I know I was like rooting for that Kings team. I bought in on that Kings team, but like I'm really I like LeBron and the Lakers. I really care about them way more. I more oh, was yeah, rooting for the, the Kings, so LeBron didn't have to go through Curry. Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I mean. But I don't. I That's don't think more of what I, I like the Warriors. Them. I don't think the Warriors. You were right. No, you were right. LeBron. Me neither. 
but go ahead. Give, I, your, I think, give your take on this series. I think, uh, I mean, the Lakers are good, dude. We saw it last night in Golden State. Golden State doesn't lose a lot of games at home. The Lakers go in there and they just steal one like that. Um, you know, when the teams are even, LeBron's clearly the better player, I think. Uh, Steph, Steph's had the edge in his past, but uh, I like this Lakers team. They've been the best team since the All-Star break, have the best record. Uh, they brought in a lot of pieces, and you know you have you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis dropped thirty points, twenty three rebounds last night, five assists. Um, I think there's like four players in history that have done that. But um, yeah, he's I, I love this Lakers team. I think they come out of the West. I think LeBron can get another ring this year. I would love that. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with you. I'm I'm high on the Lakers. I have their future to win the finals. But it's a tough team to run into, the Golden State Warriors. And I know they beat them at home in Game 1. But here's my thought. I even told Huff, I'm surprised he didn't take this last night. He's like, no, I just want to enjoy the game, which I respect. But I like that value on the Lakers as Game 1 um, underdogs. But this is just my take on the game, which will lead to my take on the series. So Game 1 coming in, the Warriors just came off of a road Game 7 victory. The Lakers were sitting there for days, right? Um, that Lakers team, pretty injury prone too. Um, they have been throughout the year. So they were well-rested, and they were good to go. They had a great fourth quarter, and that really helped them win. And is that more so because of their rest and energy compared to the Warriors? I think that the way this I Warriors mean, team plays, this the way they play versus the way the Lakers play, I think down the stretch, if the Warriors keep this interesting and tight early on, if this goes six or seven, it's going to favor the Warriors with the style of basketball that they play and the tread on the tires. I think that the Lakers are going to wear down and start moving too slow. Yeah, but Steph Curry slept in his million-dollar bed for two weeks straight during that series. They went to Sacramento, and it's 45 minutes down the road. I wouldn't really call it, you know, road fatigue is a real thing. They didn't hit the road. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying just game, it's, it's game action. Look at how many minutes Curry played in game six and seven that LeBron didn't have to play. Speaking of a guy who needs a lot of rest and days off and injuries because of his age, LeBron James. That's just my thought going into it. And that's why I think the Warriors will come out of this in seven. The home court advantage is going to be massive in game seven. I think it's going to go the distance for sure. And I'll take the Warriors. You can probably get good odds on it right now. But last game, the Warriors had three different players hit over six threes. They combined for like 23 or 24 threes in the game and still lost. I don't think that's going to happen very much in the series. It's asking too much of the Lakers. Um, unless they go up 2-0 or 3-0, it's, it's going to be a long series. And I like the Warriors with, the, with more legs under them. I mean, you can't expect three players in the Warriors to hit six plus threes every game either. No, but you can expect Steph Curry. You can expect you can expect Steph Curry and uh, Jordan Poole to do that pretty pretty often. Um, you got Clay Thompson as well. Um, I like you said they still lost, but I think that's an anomaly. I I, I agree. I'm Mackie. How many games did you say? Did you say Lakers? And how many games did you say anything? I'll say six. I say wait. Yeah, six. Their home game six. I think they win a game six. Mackie, I feel like yeah. you have to say six with the way that you've said all year because of you've been so high on the Warriors at home. If that does go to seven, you would you lean Warriors to take it home, or would you still like the Lakers on the road? I would. Yeah, I take the I like Lakers. I would take the Warriors six, games. and I would. I, I think Lakers. Would. Lakers. Lakers will be a three-one going going to Golden State game five. I think that they could win it in five. I don't think they. I don't think the Warriors win this series. I don't. I think they're very overpowered in this series. They don't match up well at all. Kevon Looney can't guard two guys. No, I agree with that for sure. I just think the way the style of basketball that the Los Angeles Lakers play will catch up with them late in the series. If they want to win, they got to close them out in five, four or five, like you said. 
I don't know, Ace. Back to what I said. Six I like the Lakers hunt. in six, dude. but I don't. If it goes seven, dude, I don't. I don't know if I can fade LeBron. <laughs> no, if it, if it, if it goes seven, I'm taking the Warriors. But I do not think this series goes seven games. I, I think the Lakers get it done in five or six games. So, yeah, Mac, you're basically it. saying ham, hammer the hammer the Lakers in Game Six, and if they if they slip up, you're taking you're hammering the Warriors for more in Game Seven. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly, a hundred percent. I like that theory. Though. This, if this like series theory. goes seven, this series goes seven, the Warriors aren't aren't dropping Game Seven at home. But you know, but they, you lose game they one got us. They got to start early, so that means this is essentially a must-win at home in Game Two. Oh, that, dude, they'll get swept if they don't win this game. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. I think it's yeah. such a turning point in the series. They cannot. They 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 don't really win games on the road. They won. I guess they did win a game on the road last last uh, game seven. Yeah, but who who do you seven. think? Yeah, but that's just the, who that's do you just think the, wins uh, game two? Then who wins game two? The Warriors. Thousand so percent. Then, I think I think it's uh, I think it's a good margin too. I don't think it's a sweat. I think they win by. I did too. Nine nine to fourteen points. Maybe I'll give I'll give a. But you're not you're not gonna win one in LA. I don't think you go to you're you're down three one going back to Golden State. You win Game Five, I think. But I don't you think, think that, you can go you, back to LA and win Game Six. So you think it goes one one and then they win three in a row? No, one one. Yeah. Lakers win both at home. They go up three one. They lose Game Five in Golden State. Three two okay. series. So you don't think they grab another one on the road? But you think they close out at home every game? I basically think that the Lake. Oh wait, never mind. Wait, what'd you say? You, yeah, I think we're on the same page here. You think that the Lakers aren't stealing another road victory, but they're winning everything at home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Basically, what that's Boston not, did for the first—that's not five that game. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Games. That's not that. That's not that far of a of a travel either for Kari uh, and them, like you said, with that road fatigue. Um, another thing to think about. I know it's a bit further than Sacramento, but still. Yeah, you're the one talking about road fatigue from Sacramento. Now oh, I wasn't saying road fatigue. I was saying ser- serious fatigue. Uh, yeah, I guess he's up there. They're all up there in age too. But you know, it's not. It's, you know, they're not a fast paced. This isn't a fast paced series. This is an old time series. Uh, obviously, obviously, hate to 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 even mention this, but um, it is important to to note, as I did before that Buck series with Giannis's health that came up to be a big important factor. Anthony Davis and LeBron James need to stay healthy throughout this whole series if they want to have a chance Anthony to close Davis, the Anthony Davis needs to stay healthy. He's the key factor in all this. Um, I, I think he was the key factor in the 2020 championship as well. But if this guy's not playing or even playing to his standard, then the Lakers don't have much going for them. This whole team revolves around him. And I think LeBron knows that too, and he lets that happen. I, th- I think he, he's letting that happen at this point in his career. Um, but it's yeah, that, but LeBron's still playing over. great. Bat championship pedigree basketball is the way I like to. Oh, I'm not. I'm not LeBron taking anything away from LeBron, but I'm saying if they win a championship this year, I could see a Finals MVP going to Anthony Davis. Yeah, I agree. He's he's definitely that guy, and with his age. Um. So yeah, we we're all on different sides. Huff, uh, where did he end up landing on this? Lakers in six, he said. Huff's probably eating dinner now. But yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he said he said he said Lakers in seven. Even though he was nervous when I brought the Warriors at home point, I got Warriors in seven. Mac, he's got Lakers in six. Jesse, who do you got on this one? I don't fucking know. And Pick one. Scared. Who and you got? Fucking scares me. Steph Curry or LeBron but James? That's the thing. It's <laughs> probably LeBron, honestly. And and if it goes the distance, definitely LeBron, especially in game. This seven. is literally literally my favorite series 
of all time. Like I, this I is was basketball. So, I was so this is this. this is this is basketball porn for like people our age because it's everybody you grew up watching finally getting another chance to go at it when it matters. I, I saw a meme and it was like 2015, 2018. Everyone's like, "Oh, LeBron and Curry, LeBron and Curry in the playoffs again." And then t- 2023, we're like, "One last time, let's get them together." I fucking love it. I love these two. You two think LeBron's gonna call? Generation. You think LeBron's gonna call up Kyrie off the, out of the stands when he's watching the game at, in in Los no, Angeles? He doesn't, doesn't want He doesn't want to lose. He's not gonna call Kyrie. Yeah, no, you know. I mean, that's that's the only time he beat Kari, isn't it? Yeah, but that was when Kyrie had his head, and you know. Yeah, that was back when Kyrie was still. No, that was that was that was more more of an allude to the fact that did you guys see that? I think it was last series, or was it was it game one, or was it last when uh, Kyrie 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 dapped up dapped up his he like dapped up his like um his agent or something, whatever his name is, Rich Paul. When he was sitting, he was sitting, he was sitting courtside at the Lakers game, though. No. Yeah, with his daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. pretty funny to see. All righty, one last series to check out here in the West. Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets have a 2-0 series lead on the Suns as the series heads back to Phoenix for games three and four. Where do we see it heading? Do we see Phoenix even things up, splitting, coming back to Denver for game five? What do you guys think? I I'll start us off here. Um, this is my Western Conference pick. I still think it is my Western Conference pick. Uh, I love LeBron, but I think Jokic is going to get to the finals this year. I like this Nuggets team. Um, obviously up uh, 2-0 right now. I think this series gets up in maybe five games. Denver wraps this thing up in. I really like what this Nuggets team is doing. Murray, Jokic, uh, Porter Jr. up and down the lineup. I really like this team. I think this Nuggets team is capable of winning a championship, but um, I have a couple, I have them in a parlay with, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights that I ended up taking, uh, right when me and Jesse took our Vegas future, I also took, um, Denver Nuggets to win the West, Vegas to win the West. Um, so I'm going to ride with the Nuggets here. I like the Nuggets, obviously high flying Phoenix team, but they're dealing with some injuries right now. Uh, I like the, I like the Nuggets to come out of this series. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to my, uh, my boys from home about this and. I was I was saying, who do you think comes out of this series? It was already it was one nothing at this point, I think. And my boy said Denver in five too because he just loves Jokic. But I don't know. You, you got to look at the other side of the ball. I mean, you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, both easily can drop forty points at any point. You get them on their home court now. Um, I texted when we were talking about this earlier that I like. I think both teams dominate at home. I think the series goes back two two. And then you got uh then you got KD versus versus Jokic in the three game series. Denver getting two games at home. I do like the Nuggets as well, and I think that gives the Lakers their best chance to get to the finals. But uh, this series is definitely not over. I I think this series goes back two two, and and uh, it could definitely go seven games. I think the the home teams are gonna home teams are really gonna um. Yeah, can't think of the word, but uh, they're home teams are gonna dominate every game. I think, and uh, I think. Nuggets get out of this in seven. Best series, though. Hell of a series. Two two really good teams going at it. Yeah, definitely a fun one to watch. I'm kind of disappointed that the, the Suns went down 2-0. I ended up taking them both games. There's great value, I thought, on Kevin Durant and the boys. But uh, when I saw Chris Paul hobbling off the court, I was I was definitely uh, a little shocked and kind of nervous. Um, that's just another piece of the team that we believed in the super team to be. 
Um, I know Mackie said it the other day when they were down 2-0. Hey, if you want to jump on the Suns, now's the time to do it. There's some great value on it. So definitely something I'm going to look at as I think the Slim Reaper will keep him around. But at the same time, Huff's been saying it all year and Jokic needs to get to a finals at some point. I, I don't think I'm going to put my money on the Phoenix Suns. If you weren't, now's the time, but I'm not going to. Um, I do think the Nuggets close this one out. I'm going to say they do it in in five or six. Um, I don't think the Suns get both at home in these next two, game, next two games uh, coming up in Phoenix. I think that Jokic grabs another one and really puts uh, the Suns' backs against the wall going back to Denver for closing them out and uh, awaiting a long series between LeBron and Curry. Um, I mean, this is a very bold take, but I'll say it. Let's go Nuggets in five here. Let's go Nuggets in five and Warriors in seven. Um, get a very tired Warriors team to match up with the Nuggets. That'd be a great series um, to watch. So, yeah, excited to see how this folds out, but I don't think uh, Kevin Durant has it in him right now. Too new of a team. Too I don't know. Not a Suns guy. Yeah, I think I think that was more of a – I think the Suns are more of a next year kind of thing, uh, especially with the injuries they're dealing with. I'm big on this Nuggets team, but – uh, I want to hear everyone's current finals prediction. Mine, I'll give you, I'll give you one. I like the Nuggets in the West. I'm gonna go Nuggets, Knicks, and I think the Knicks right now. I think there's good value on the Knicks to win to win the finals or win the East, and I think both are worth putting money on. I don't know what the current odds sit at. I was looking at it the other day. I think that'd be a crazy finals. Nuggets, Knicks, mainly just for the value, but nah, no. I do, I do think, I do think the Knicks get out of this series with the Heat. I just think with Jimmy Butler injured, and then if Mackey, like Mackey said, he likes the Sixers. I think the Nuggets, or I think the Knicks are able to force seven games in either one of those series, and seven game series it goes either way. But if the Celtics, if it's Celtics Knicks, I don't know, it's tough. But I think if it, I think if the Seventy Sixers win the series, I like the Knicks to get out of that series for sure. See, I think opposite. The Knicks played the Celtics incredibly this year. Absolutely incredible. Um, I think we match up yeah. well, better, way better against the Celtics. I think if we draw That's the Celtics, point. we do have a better chance. Um, I think if we draw the Sixers, we have a worse chance, to be honest. But I'm going to go Sixers-Lakers. Um, I think the Sixers, Sixers beat Celtics. And yeah, because I, I, I like the Sixers in that series, and I don't like the Knicks matched up against the Sixers. And I think... Even if Miami does win, I think the Sixers take care of them as well. Um, and so like I said, I like the, I like LeBron. Is it just because the Knicks can't? Is it just because the Knicks can't cover Embiid? Yeah, we also we didn't play them well in the in the throughout the entire season. They handled us all season. So I I don't know we we my main we pick is the Nuggets. I'm now going with the Nuggets to win the whole thing. I I don't know if they're the best. Oh, did you ever put a future on that? No, I just have them to win the West. I never really liked them a lot to win the whole thing. You said I it all year though. I know I just have and them to all, win the West. The Sixers also play around Joel Embiid, and we're gonna throw Mitchell Robinson on him, and we're all gonna collapse. And they have the shooters for that, and that's where the the Knicks are inexperienced. Josh Hart is not experienced for that. You're gonna see it time and time again. I think that we would we would definitely get washed by this by the Sixers. Mackie, what's Brunson, your final? No, I mean, what's Mackie, What's your final pick? No love for the Miami Heat. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I mean, you guys are already talking about next championships. They have to worry about stealing a road, uh, road game. <laughs> <laughs> I am not talking about a next championship, but I think um, I think it's there. I I'm not I'm not just overlooking the Miami Heat. I just think the Knicks win the series. I'm not overlooking the Celtics. I just think the Sixers win the series. So 
I just think so um, many. I think if it gets to, I think with this series, so many people are saying the winner of this series goes to the finals. The winner of this series goes to the finals, and I think the winner of that Heat next series is just gonna fuck everything up. You're looking at the same thing on the other side, though. Everyone's probably saying Nuggets feet, Nuggets Suns. Whoever wins that series probably going to the finals. I. You're running into a brick wall, whoever it is. But, so. but it's way different. No one's picking. I don't think many people are on the Knicks to win the whole thing. You definitely have more people saying LeBron and the Lakers can do what it. What did I say? Let, let's, let's, let's find a clip from about a month and a half ago. What did I say to Ace? I said, you don't want to run into this Knicks team when it comes down to it. Nobody wants to run into this Knicks team. And I said, if they have to play Giannis, he's, they probably don't have much of a chance. But, you know, Giannis got beat, so. Mackie, save this clip. You ready? I'm not worried about the New York Knicks. <laughs> they should be worried about Game 7 in which they lose to the Miami Heat because Jimmy Butler will be healthy by then. And all this Knicks nonsense will be put to bed. The Heat are the only team in that series that can give a contest to one of the super teams, which is the Celtics or the Sixers. And the Celtics are going to go back to the finals just like the Golden State Warriors. They're going to get that rematch, and Tatum's going to get his ring this time. That's what I think is going to happen. But I, Jesse, I like season two, episode thirty-six, an hour and fifteen minutes in. Clip it. I'm gonna clip you, that I'm right there. Need you to say that again, because the fact that you knew exactly <laughs> it is crazy. Well, <laughs> that's this one. I think it? it's episode thirty-six, isn't oh, it? That's this one. Sorry. Yeah. Clip, yeah. Oh, you said a time. I was like, uh, oh, you thought I was talking about an old time. I was yeah. Like, no, I was right like, oh my god, he has no, the exact no. time. Like, Mackie's not Rain Man. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you got, it. You got it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good clip but no i do think the sixers i think i think um that the sixers both series in the east i do think go seven um sixers and celtics i think the celtics could end it in six honestly but definitely seven for that heat and Knicks series two teams fighting and clawing for every inch because they're not that good compared to the rest of the teams left um out west the nuggets like i said i think they get it done and they play the warriors and that's a weird series, Nuggets Warriors. But I think the Warriors just keep going seven, 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 and the dynasty's not dead yet. That's my opinion. But um, wait, going to be interesting. Hey, so Heat in seven or Heat in five? You were saying five before, now you're saying seven. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> no, I said that right after. I was like, I forgot the Jimmy injury, and I said if Jimmy's healthy, yeah. but I I think he's not going to be right away. So I think he'll be back like more towards like what four or five. Mac, he's what if he never gets back? Well, I just want to know how how real he thinks the Knicks are. I didn't. I was yeah. that's kind of what I was gauging from that. How real but, do you think the Knicks are? I, dude, I think I think they're very underrated. To be honest, I think they're underrated from people like you. I mean, I've been watching them. I I know a good amount about them now. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a real New York Knicks fan because I promise you, I'm not. I'm not a diehard Knicks fan. I like them when they're good, just because I'm from New York. But I do pay attention when they are good. So you know, I, I watch some of their. The Knicks are good. They have a good team. They have shooters. Jalen Brunson is a bucket. Absolutely goes so unnoticed. Um, I like him I, a lot. I just, they have they have a sh- they have a shit ton of potential this year. No, you're Especially not wrong. With the big it, I, I like I like the pieces they have, but I think it's just uh just nobody really knows what's going to come from either of these two teams. I mean, the Knicks are so unknown, and they don't really have that established superstar to lead them. But they have good depth and a good team around them. But Mackie, I just want to ask like, you this. Um, did you think that either of us would be this interested in our in our town's uh, respective basketball team at this point? How much were you hoping it was hockey? Uh, yeah, I, I see. I don't want to dive into the Knicks right now. They're the last thing I fucking care about. But yeah, I wish we were battling it out about Bruins Rangers right now. But neither team wants to wants to show up. I'm not going to get back on that huff. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, 
Got got to you got to talk basketball when it's <laughs> But big. unlike Pittsburgh, at least we have a basketball team to fall back Huff's just, on. Huff's just happy that we're all out now. He's like, "Yeah, if it's not my Penguins, it's no one." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my logic. Maybe Huff's going to give us the most re- the realest take out of all of us because uh he can I'm just glad free- we're not going to have any more biased picks. He can We free- have all wide open series now. No none of us have You're teams right. involved. No You're horses right. in the it's- race. It's wide open now. Because we missed out on some value with the Panthers at points and as well with the Devils at some points. Honestly, but I am, am going to say... I was on the Panthers to win this series, and I never took them, not one game. Because I wasn't confident enough in any game. But I did want, I did like them to win the series, which is weird. But not only that, like, the like, how do you do that against that team? I mean, I know the, the curse and all that stuff. Exactly. But like, but no, but you know what's crazy is like this Knicks team is a lot of unknown, but the Celtics team is literally right there. They're literally right there. My, um, yeah, I don't know. My true pick, I'd say I said for value, I like that. But my, I think my true pick, I, I think this, I think the Celtics are really good. Tatum, Brown, I think. Uh, I'm gonna go Nuggets, Celtics. I want, I think we're gonna see Suggets, Suggets. I just combined it, Celtics. And Knicks in the uh, Easter Conference Finals, and that's that's gonna be a great great series. Put it on a T-shirt. How do you spell that? The suck it, suck <laughs> it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But I do think you if we you two you two are instead of getting your Eastern Conference Final that you wanted in hockey, you're gonna get it in basketball. It's it's honestly clowning us at that point. Like we don't care about the fucking Knicks. <laughs> at least the Celtics are good though. Like they have cool people too. Wait, aren't you guys losing the series? Yeah, but still, I don't. I mean, we're playing a real team. What are you talking about? You're <laughs> defending the Heat. No, like side. No, but the the Heat the Heat are realer than the Knicks. I just think that the, the the Knicks are not good at all. I mean, they don't have an NBA superstar. Do they have a guy on a supermax. Even like, are you relevant yeah, if you don't no, have a yeah. supermax? Jalen Brunson. All right, he's Look at the deal Jalen Brunson just signed. Mackie, just because just because he hit a good shot in March Madness doesn't mean you need to pay him that much money. Jalen Brunson didn't hit that shot. I think he dished it though. There's, yeah, he's won there. I don't think he's gonna get a ring here, but it's like it's like the Rangers too. I still think it's like the Knicks and Rangers. Same thing. They have the best years ahead of them. Oh, I think the Knicks have zero chance of winning if they get to the finals. I think they. I I don't think that. No, no way. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I like they, they got a bright future. They got a bright future. That's all I. That's all I. It's gonna be it's interesting though. I love. I love. I, besides that series, it's a lot of super like powered teams. Uh, big markets left. That's nice about the Knicks and Heat as well. So, um, we know that the stadiums are gonna be rocking, and I I love playoff basketball. A lot of people write it off, but it's really it's really great to watch, and I think we're gonna get some deep series here. Go basketball points to round out our NBA segment here. Joel Embiid wins his first ever MVP, getting 73 out of 100 first place votes. This is the first year that LeBron James did not receive any MVP votes. Yeah, that's a lot. He definitely pulled the... Keep going. Keep going. Along with that, the Memphis Grizzlies have informed pending free agent Dylan Brooks that under no circumstance will they be re-signing him this offseason. So some news coming out to start this offseason with, you know, some MVP awards and some uh, free agent talk. So any talk, any thoughts on this? Yeah, Dylan Brooks, clown, talked herself right out of the league. 
get one. And uh, Ace, you said someone's going to pay him. I think when you got guys like LeBron and Draymond and all these dudes that have won, just like clowning you, like all these teams are like, those are the kinds of guys we want on our team. We're not just going to go ahead and sign the guy that they're all making fun of indirectly. I don't know. I think this dude talked himself right out of the league. No, I don't think so. I think uh, a lot of teams out there could get free publicity and any publicity is good publicity. So Charlotte Hornets, Atlanta Hawks, but I thought, think it'd be funny to go to the Clippers, but uh, Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons, somebody's going to grab him. He's, he's got talent. I mean, and some people like a villain. So There is a drone flying around the court on the Celtics game. That's impressive. A drone. Cup can do that. I'm watching it. It might just be it's a camera nor- attached to stream. No, no. It is. A, it has the fucking four little spin propellers on the sides, dude. It's a fucking drone. I'm wa- Look, they keep cutting to it. That's a sick shot. Someone's going to hit with a basketball. <laughs> like, is it a live shot from the drone hub? Cut off? Wow, that's impressive. It's not the best shot, it's but t- just because... There's so many rules Famili- around that. Familiarity. I hate when they use different camera angles. Like in the NHL, I hate when they cut to that weird one, like behind the goalie. The board. Behind like, the just net. give me this. Just give me the side to side. No, not the behind the net. Like that weird, like point of view one. Kind of. It's hard to describe. They yeah, only do it every. I hate while. behind the net too. I hate the one yeah, that's on the I, ice. I, I the just, net. just stick to the normal side to side. Like it's only good on the power play. The behind the net, Mackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't do it on the power play. They only do it when it's like not even sustained zone pressure. No, I agree with you. They do, it's random cuts like off of a face-off in the neutral zone. But it gives you cool sounds, too, in uh, both sports. I, I don't know. I like They're getting better with it. So Yeah, why don't they like just it. pump the sounds in the whole time, though? It's all there. Yeah, no, well. Some people like the stadium, though, too. It's, it's one or the other, no? You're not wrong, but you'd be very surprised that most NHL teams specifically pump in noise. Yeah, no, I believe that. They do um, that at like every NBA right. I feel like they there's do that there's too. rules around it if you look into it. You're allowed to do it, but only to a certain point or limit. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that's gonna round up everything we have in the NBA. Why don't we jump over to the NFL real quick? A little draft recap. I'm curious to hear uh, how you guys think your teams did, Steelers, Cowboys, Patriots, um, what teams did good, what teams did terrible. Any thoughts? What do you guys think? Thanks for the last I think the Steelers caked in this draft. Uh, you guys got the last uh, uh, last left tackle off the board. He's a dog, Broderick Jones, right? Um, I saw a video of him going up against. I, oh shit, I forget who it was. I think it was Will Anderson actually. He just mauled him. I was like, holy shit! Steelers had a dog, and obviously Joey Porter Jr., a uh, good cornerback out of Penn State, uh, going with the hometown dog. Obviously, what's new? Um, I thought that was coming in the first round, and when we got Broderick Jones, I'm like. There's a chance Joey Porter falls to us in the first pick of the second round. That's once we were. I mean, as soon as the first round ends and they didn't go with him, I mean, I didn't think they were going to. I was really hoping Nolan Smith fell from the Eagles from thirty to thirty-two. Oh, that would have been great. But I'll take Joey Porter Jr. I like that. I like that pick. I'm in, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I mean, I thought the Steelers had a great draft, and I'm a biased person. But another one that I like, Broderick Jones. Obviously, you said it, Joey Porter Jr. And then we also got the Georgia tight end, Darnell Washington, who uh, often was blocking on the left side with Broderick Jones. So little uh, chemistry already on the left side, protecting Pickett over there. They did, Georgia didn't use him too much in the passing game, so not too many people like know about him. He didn't have all the flashy touchdowns, mainly because he's a pass-blocking or a run-blocking tight end. But they also had a million weapons down there, so you don't need to be thrown into a 6-7 tight end. But um, Is that, well, is that why you tweeted that, something like, 
don't run left or something. No, run left. That's where we're uh, running. Or like, don't oh, Najee yeah, Harris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Najee Harris, sweep left 30 times a game. <laughs> run behind the fucking brick wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but Huff, uh, you're welcome for giving you Broderick Jones. I mean, kind of a double-edged sword by the Patriots. That was, a wor- that was like a mini workout with our teams because the Patriots didn't want him to go to the Jets. Exactly, a double-edged sword. We get a free fourth-round pick. We still get our guy in our draft slot, and we get uh, our rival, our division rival, we'll say. We'll say division rival. You don't um, want him protecting Aaron Rodgers. No, no, definitely. So that that's that's a double whammy there. Like, thank you, uh, and it helps you guys out. So great all-around for the boys. Uh, good pick there, too. And I was happy to see that the Patriots got um, a top eight like prospect overall on the board at 17. So can't be mad, especially with the AFC having the best quarterbacks and division we play in. Need that true corner to go along with Jones, Jones, and Jones. So Christian Gonzalez is going to be that man. It's just nice they pick someone with a different last name. Yeah, yeah. and someone over six foot tall. <laughs> but, you guys saw um, that Duggar, dude? Yeah, Kyle Duggar, great pick uh, from Lenore Ryan when nobody knew who he was. Um, Bill Belichick, he did that again this year, went heavy in the draft, had some great picks, uh, very safe picks like he always does, but, I mean, defense wins championships, how many times you heard that, if you played Madden 05, Ray Lewis said it um, on the intro, but, uh, yeah, we we added on the edge, we added in the secondary, we added special teams, a kicker and a punter, Um, we added, oh, drafted a kicker and a punter? Yep, we drafted a kicker out of Maryland. who else? Who else (laughs) with Bill Belichick? Yeah, I mean, the rings don't lie. And we didn't have those positions, and uh, he's a pretty good one out of Maryland. Um, leads their school in points. But I like that that late-round flyer we took on. I don't know how to say his name. Keyshawn Boutte. Um, it's a pretty good pickup there from LSU. Stud receiver, but dealt with injury. Oh, yeah, B- off B-O-U-T-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. The he's receiver. actually, like, talent off the charts, but injury and off-the-field problems. Um and he drops to the sixth round. At one point, I remember like two years ago, he was a projected first-round pick. So um, why not take a flyer there? But uh, nice to see some defense added for my team. Yeah, Cowboys didn't really I – don't, I don't know. They didn't make much noise. They got that D-tackle out of Michigan. I forget his name, to be honest. Smith, I think. Um, and then they got Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State, which I don't mind. We got rid of Zeke, so we, we need someone behind uh, Pollard. So. Um, he's kind he of the same running back. He's tiny, quick and tiny, just like Pollard. So his uh, the, the thing about it is that his dad's in the front office. So they're like, all right, just draft him 212th overall. But uh, I mean, I, it's I, not I bad to have behind Pollard. It's a good scheme fit, but I thought they'd want a different type of runner. Like a bigger back, right? Yeah. Also, yeah, um, some other goes. teams, I think the Texans really had a good draft day. Um. Meanwhile, on the other hand, I thought the Lions really reached. Everybody's saying that everywhere. But obviously, I mean, you took Jameer Gibbs. You trade up to get him at 12. Yeah. He's he's going to be a rave available in the second round. They Probably. traded up to get the second <laughs> running back in the first round. Yeah. That's crazy. And then they traded up again to get another guy who went 20, guy, 20 spots above his draft slot. I mean, I don't really know what they're doing, but they seem pretty pumped. And uh, we've all liked they have a good done. roster. They have a good roster. What, what do you guys think of uh, Houston? Getting Will, getting Will Anderson and getting their franchise quarterback. Well, hopefully franchise quarterback. I mean, they're in the worst division in football, so they could make some noise. I mean, who knows? But I do. I like. I like getting Will Anderson at three as well. I mean, that was great draft overall by them. I mean, we you kind of had to do that with the way that things have been trending in there. 
I think I think Will Anderson was the best available player in this draft, and there was reasons he was projected to go one whenever the Bears had the pick. Obviously, they have a quarterback, but I mean, I think like I said, defense wins championships, and this wasn't necessarily a draft where there's a true one quarterback. I think a lot of people have been saying this, and I do agree with it. If Caleb Williams is in this draft, he is the unanimous number one pick. Uh, I know Bryce Young had a pretty solid fucking resume at Alabama. Very good. First Alabama quarterback to be selected first overall, I think since like 1967. Um, But I think in a non-quarterback dominant draft, I think the Texans were able to get the best available player at three. They trade back up to get him. And it was a smart move by the Texans actually to draft C.J. Stroud uh, where where they did because they get the fifth-year option on him. Uh, and they also get their guy to lead their defense, hopefully in the future, and Will Anderson. So I really like what the Texans did. Uh, and then back to like the team Ace brought up the Lions. You go, you come up, get Jameer Gibbs. A lot of questionable moves, but they do have a good team. They're aimed at uh, maybe to win the division, if not, you know, obviously a playoff spot next year. So um, I think they're just kind of tooling up, fine tooling some certain points of their uh, offense and defense that they thought they had issues with, but. Yeah, I do think the Texans had a great draft. Yeah, I think another team that, besides the Texans, another guy that just is doing a great front office, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, wheeling and dealing on draft day and days before. They grab DeAndre Swift to add to the backfield, um, and they also get some more Georgia Bulldogs to add to that defense, some studs. They got Nolan Smith, who slipped, um, with Jalen Carter, too, I believe, right? Um mm-hmm. So it kills me because I love Georgia like that. That's I love Georgia. I love Georgia players. Uh, when I the reason I kind of whenever I was younger, I always loved uh, what was it Matt Stafford, AJ Green. That's like kind of what brought me to college football because my cousins were all LSU fans, and I'm like, well, I can't like LSU. Alabama was too good, so I just like Matt Stafford. And now that all these fucking Georgia players are going to the Philly, I'm like. All right, well, good thing they're in the NFC because hopefully I won't have to deal with them ever until the Super Bowl if we ever get that matchup. But, um, yeah, it's killing me. They're, they just keep taking them. And they have the same thing as the Lions. They just have a great roster, and they just keep picking the best player available. Yeah, so I think that defense is really going to come together, especially getting Nicobe Dean last year and uh, the pieces they already have. Uh, um, yeah, I hate to see it because I'm not a fan, but Eagles doing the right thing yet again. Um so those are my two winners out of the draft. Good stuff there. The draft happening last week. Steelers, I think, doing well, but some other teams faring better and worse than others. Next point I got here is the Packers and quarterback Jordan Love have agreed to terms on a one-year extension worth $22.5 million. 2023 will be Love's first year as a starting quarterback in Green Bay. And it looks like he's getting paid to play like one. Hopefully, he steps up to the plate. Any comments there? Hey, Not much. Uh, does anything. I was going to say, they're looking to get – this is a situation where his first year as a starting quarterback, say he comes in and lights up the league, this is – they don't want to – they want to set the market for him right now and for one more year. I think this now puts him under contract for two more years, so um, we'll see what Jordan Love's able to do in Green Bay. Guess the guy didn't bet on himself. Take the when they put twenty two million on the table, you can't say no to that. You could say nah, I want fucking forty five next year though. <laughs> yeah, but I he, Jordan loves not Lamar Jackson. He's not in the position to be playing these games. I'd take the money. It's only a one year deal. Like he could. That's still betting on yourself. A it's one year, year deal? extension. Yeah. Technically, oh, a yeah, two right. two years under contract. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Yeah, you're right. You know, see twenty two million dollars in front of your face. Yeah, he didn't take five years, a hundred million. You know what I mean? If yeah, he took five uh, years, a hundred million, I'd be like, damn, he has no right. confidence in himself. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right. Okay, well, speaking of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson have agreed to terms five year contract extension worth uh, five, about $260 million. So that finally being finalized, it's been what feels like forever that he's, we've just been bobbling about this. But any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm excited that, that talk- Lamar gets to, gets to stay home. I mean, I think that the Ravens can really stake their claim to that AFC North and stay relevant. Great draft day, too. Grab Zay Flowers. Um, they got Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, him staying home just really makes that the best division in football, in my opinion. Yeah, we coming from a Steelers fan, I, I yeah, coming from a Steelers fan, I like the deal. Like I said, I I think it's a lot of money for him, and I mean, the Bengals are gonna have to do it. Every team has to do it with their quarterback. It's the market, but um, we'll have to see. I the injury problems have been there with him throughout his career, and we'll have to see if he's ends up being worth this deal. Good stuff. The last point I got here in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers gets another player off his wish list to join him in New York for the Jets. The Jets are expected to sign former Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb to a one-year deal to accompany Aaron Rodgers. What do we think here? Yeah, I put this in here. I don't really think much of it. I just think, you know, they're just looking to make him happy in any way possible. I don't think Randall Cobb is going to have too much of a role in their offense, for lack of a better term. I think it's more of a you know, you have Garrett Wilson. They have all the studs around the and weapons around all yeah, all around the offensive side of the ball. I think you just add a veteran like this to help uh, Rodgers come implement implement that Green Bay offense with Nathaniel Hackett. I just think it's a a veteran move like that. Aaron Rodgers is the best agent a player can have. Yeah, seriously, Mercedes Lewis is next. All right, that's going to wrap up what we got in the NFL. Let's shoot our focus over to the MLB. Next points I have here in the MLB is Bryce Harper made his highly anticipated 2023 debut on Tuesday night. Phillies activated him from the injury list prior to the game versus the Dodgers. You guys see him uh, coming out strong or having a shaky start? What do you think? I know he had a good game today. I was going to say, I know he played well today. I mean, it's his second game. Yeah, we'll have to see. The, the Phillies could use it starting out just around 500. So getting one of your best guys back, this is going to be big for them. So um, I think big things to come for this Phillies team. They, like I said, a little bit of a shaky start for them as a team. Uh, once he gets going, I think the Phillies will be right there at the end of the season. Mackey, uh, he did go 0 for 4 yesterday, but it was his first game back, and it was against Julio Urias, who's a stud. Uh, lefty on lefty matchup, kind of a tough, tough spot for him. I would have waited another day, but uh, I think he, he had an extra base hit or two today. So. That was good to see. He's one of my favorite guys. I've been following him since he was another that top prospect out of high school and whatnot. So, um, not a big Philly guy, but big Bryce Harper fan. So can't wait to see him crushing him again. Alrighty, the next one I have is the Mexico City series was a success for those who bet the over. The April 29th matchup between the Padres and the Giants produced ten different players hitting home runs in that game. Only the third time in MLB history this has happened, and the first time since 2019. Matchup ended in the ended up in the favor of the Padres, 16 to 11. So huge, huge high scoring game down in Mexico City. Exactly what the MLB wants. Any comments? 
I actually didn't watch or bet on either any of these games, but I did keep track of the scores, and that that I mean that's insane, sixteen to eleven, the the altitude. I saw a couple people taking the over in the first game. It was like fifteen and a half, and then the second game it was like twenty and a half, and the final score was like seven to four. So, um, six four, yeah. But I don't know. Obviously, let's like you said, that's exactly what they want when they do these special matchup games. Are they, is anyone know are they doing the Field of Dreams game this year? I think they are again. Yeah, but I think it's different teams. Okay, I don't care if it's different teams. That was that was the coolest like neutral site game they've ever done. Yeah, so many home runs like, in that one too. It was a straight script last year. Tim Anderson with the yeah. walk off, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it was cool. just like that was ridiculous. But yeah, that that was that was really cool. Two good teams too last year. Um, yeah, shout out to our longtime uh, follower and listener and past guest Abik Patel. He really put me on to that. Um, over in the first game, he's like, "You're an idiot if you don't hammer it." Uh, and then finally, I was like, "All right, all right, I'll, I'll ride it." And it ended up cashing easily. Uh, almost took it to the boys the second day, but then when we saw it was twenty and a half, we were like, "No shot!" And thank God we did because it didn't cash. I mean, twenty over twenty runs in a baseball game. I'm not gonna take that. I'll just stay yeah, away. No. But uh, fifteen and a half first uh, first job. Kudos to you, Abik, and thanks for putting me on. Uh, that was that was a murder. Twenty and a half. You're betting on each team to score. Over an average of one run per time they bat. Burning. Yep. And, I mean, it hit first game. Yeah. All right, a couple more points here in the MLB. The premier White Sox closer, Liam Hendricks, has begun a minor league rehab stint and looks to join the team by the end of the month. Just four months ago, he received his initial cancer diagnosis, so kudos to him and best of luck in recovery. Along with that, we have another debut happening here Thursday. Justin Verlander is set to make his highly anticipated debut this year against the Tigers. He looked sharp over the over five scoreless innings in his lone minor league start this year. He would make his debut against the Tigers. That's iconic. I didn't even think about that when I wrote it, but I that's didn't put true. That together either. Um, I'm just happy Kate Upton's in the stands, but not nah, Verlander's been one of my favorite pitchers the last few years. Um. Championship pedigree. Mackie, you got to be hoping he comes in and just dominates, huh? Yeah, we need it. We're definitely struggling right now. We just had Scherzer on 10-game uh, suspension because of his damn whatever the hell it is. Pine tar or whatever. Rod the spider attack. Legal. Legal. But, yeah, Ranger, <laughs> uh, Mets, Mets are struggling right now, so um, we need anything we can get. We need Berlin on his game. Scherzer just got lit up. Tonight. Yeah. I don't know if you they saw that t- note I put in there about his minor league stint too. I mean, obviously it means nothing, but he went in one minor league start. He goes five innings and he goes on a zero in runs. I mean, normally you see guys that make these stints pitch like one and a half, two and a half innings. So that like he didn't even, I remember reading the quote, he didn't even want to do a minor league rehab stint. So he was probably pissed when he went there, just fired the ball and now he's ready to go. I saw that he's not even going to be on a limit tomorrow. So hopefully he can give at least six plus and earn that quality start. Yeah, we need it big time. Alrighty, I got one more point here out of the MLB. The Diamondbacks are happy that Phenom, uh, that Corbin Carroll avoided major injury, according to the latest MRIs, after crashing into the outfield wall Saturday. The highly touted number one overall prospect leads current rookies ranked with the prophylic speed on the base on the base paths and high average batting in the heart of the Diamondbacks order. Other notable rookies to begin the 2023 campaign include Gunnar Henderson, Brett Batty. Jake Outman, Josh Jung, Josh Jung, I should say that right, and Hunter Brown. Any comments on this? What do you think, Ace? 
Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of great young guys jumping onto the scene early. Um, Corbin Carroll, as advertised, I mean, five-tool player, um, steals. A, I, I picked him, actually. I have a long shot on him to uh, win the Stolen Base Award, so kind of annoyed that he got injured to a little bit here. Hopefully he can come back soon, and uh, they give him the green light again because I think he was second in the league behind Acuna Jr. Um, but a lot of those names, you see like some Orioles with Rod Grayson Rodriguez and Gunnar Henderson. Um, they've been all over it. Brett Beatty finally getting his shot with the Mets, and I think he's hit a few dings lately. Um, finally getting looks against some lefties as well, which is great to see. And then uh, Hunter Brown down in the Astros. Uh, I think that's the reason they got rid of Verlander, right? To see him jump on the scene. Um, not not any Pirates noted here, but uh, I know they have a lot of young guys that have been popping off here. Um, and they, they're about to call up that top prospect catcher they have as well, I believe. Henry so, Davis. Uh, they, they have another, that, that, that too. Yeah, Rodriguez too. Oh, I'm thinking of the our first overall pick that we took from Louisville. I don't know if he was ready or not. I didn't actually hear much about if we're calling someone up or not. But, yeah, I mean, the Pirates, the success they've had, they've run into a powerhouse in the Tampa Bay Rays, and they're they're having their way with them tonight, 7-1, uh, in the top of the eighth. Pirates just hoping to avoid a sweep tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, like you said, the start that they've had, and you run into a powerhouse like the Rays, I'm, I'm interested. They come, I think this weekend we got Toronto, another great team, so – but at back at PNC Park, we're gonna see how the Pirates bounce back here. But I have faith in them. I, I don't rem- know what their exact record is right now because they have slipped like a little bit, twenty and ten. So anytime Huff. I'm talking, Huff, these two teams are leading their their leagues in in division right now. Like they have the most, they have the, they have the most wins out I, of both best American League team versus the best National League team. And uh, I was gonna say the Pirates and the Braves are the only teams with twenty wins in the NL. Yeah, coming into the series, though, it was the two top teams in the league playing against each other. Which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, obviously, it's super early. Um, don't read too much into it, but a lot of your veterans are pitching well too, which is crazy to me. Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez. Um, didn't expect them to Dude, have I, starts. I, did. Velasquez, Velasquez. I've taken the Pirates every game he's pitched. He's been doing really good. Yeah, they. they they're, they're I've been avoiding Rich been Hill. I've been, I've been avoiding Hill. He had a little bit of a rocky start. I wasn't the most confident in him, but Keller's been doing good. He had got beat up today, but. Um, I was surprised yeah, when you guys didn't tell my Pirates Pirates uh doubleheader money line parlay. I can't, I can't actually bet that on any of the books that I use. Oh, because of where you live? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Same like like today, Mets, Mets, I couldn't have done that. It's annoying. They tell you like as soon as they like my book doesn't even it will show you both games, but like if you as soon as you click like Say today, Mets money line in the first game. As soon as you click on the next one, it'll say these these selections cannot be parlayed. That's crazy. I love the double money line uh, parlay. I hit that on the Pirates though. Um, they've been. I took them in the early. second game when it was sixteen to one. That was the easiest the easiest money line bet. That I've was ever Vince Velasquez again, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 He has been lights out. So I'm eager to see how that holds up. It's really the pitching that's been surprising me. I know that they have guys that can hit. A lot of teams do. My Red Sox do. Uh, but. It's really the pitching that you need to, to really stick around. Yeah, in the absolutely. MLB. That's always what it comes down to. So we'll, we'll see how they hang along um, as we go along in these weeks, and uh, hopefully you guys can stay up there in the standings. I mean, you got a pretty weak division, so there's not too much to worry about. I hope so. I did sprinkle a little bit of money on them to win the division. Uh, when? Preseason or re- recently? No, like a week ago. Plus, I got plus 700. It's still really good odds. I mean, um, who's their biggest competitor as of right now? Brewers. The Cubs or Brewers? I think that Cubs team is scary a little bit. You tough. You said that before the year, and I disagree with you. But as I've been watching, Bellinger resurgence, Stroman resurgence. Um, they got who else? Mancini. Uh, 
bunch of other good bats too, though. Like, I liked what they did over the off season. That kills me. Hazby Swanson. Yeah, they're big names, but I'm saying like they have, they have they have they added. I mean, they added Damsby too, but like I like I like that team a lot. I wasn't I was surprised uh, at how good they're playing. I had to throw some money on it. I haven't had this much faith in a Pirates team since 2015. And the good thing is you guys are on the up and up. Yeah. We've all, we're always supposed to be on the up and up, so it's just nice to see some success. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying like this team is actually showing lines signs of yeah. life. So even yeah, if it we've, falters we off, finally, I was gonna say we finally have a core that we're like, okay, this you, is the like core you signed them, you you have them yeah. inked together, not just one guy, or you're gonna let them go for or trade them for nothing. Like you inked exactly a team, and here they are playing well in front of you. So hopefully they continue that. <clears throat> I hope so. I really hope so. But that Rays team, like uh, we said all year long, they're a wagon and they're still rolling. So you don't want Pirates have given me a reason to to obviously the Penguins didn't make the playoffs. Pirates are just keeping me keep me alive in the sports world lately. And it was weird last year. Like I was so into my fantasy baseball this year. Like I'm truly just give a shit about the Pirates right now. Like I'm not used to like just caring about them this much. It's crazy. Like and this is why I don't play fantasy hockey is because like I just like watching the really good games. Obviously we bet on hockey every night, but like. And I, I just, Ace, I've been slacking on my fantasy, like, just the ads and stuff like that compared to last year just because I'm like, oh, the Pirates play today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I actually own some of your Pirates pitchers in fantasy. In one league, I got Hill, and the other, I got Velasquez. Not as, just as some good depth. I'm going to, like, ride it till it till it doesn't work, I yeah, guess. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, it's, like it's you fun. said, it's not the best division. Yeah, and they eat innings. That's the other thing, too. These guys eat innings. Um. But yeah, baseball season's been off to a great start. Um, now that my Bruins are out, I got NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs for a bit longer that I'm going to be tuned into. But baseball's rolling, and uh, we got Otani trucking for us right now. We got Angels money line on the card, and I think we've taken him almost every time he's pitched. We've taken the Angels. That's a good, it's a good team to ride. But uh, yeah, ready to see it. Alrighty, that's all I got out of the MLB. We only got one more point here to wrap up the episode. In the golf world, we have the next Capital Ones, the match broadcasted from the win in Las Vegas on TNT, June 29th. We got a pretty good setup here. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey representing the NFL versus Steph Curry and Clay Thompson representing the NBA. So I think that's going to be a great match here come end of June. Any thoughts on this? I'm, I'm super excited to watch that. I mean, Kelsey's hilarious. Mahomes, funny sounding guy. And he's the best football player on the planet. And then you got literally the leaders of the dynasty, the best two shooters of all time. And we know Steph Curry is good at golf if you've ever seen Holy Moly. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see this. This will be a good yeah. watch. Well, <laughs> whenever I saw this, I was pretty excited too. Obviously, Kelsey, anytime he gets a camera on him, he's going to give you something you want to see. And um, like you said, Mahomes, we've seen him on the match before. Uh, play him, him, seen him play. What was it, Brady and Josh Allen and in Mahomes versus Brady and Manning, right? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I, I couldn't think if that was the one when they still were putting the normal the pro golfers. Phil with them. Mickelson and Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, this is obviously going to be must see TV in my opinion. I think this is the best names that we're getting, and we get to see the football players versus the basketball players. I think this is cool. I think it's going to be a lot of Kelsey and Steph chirping. I just don't think Clay has like the best personality, and at least in my yeah. opinion, I'm not. I don't think he's like the most like likable like compared to like a guy like Kelsey or Steph. When you're like away from the court, like what kind of person are you? What kind of personality do you have on TV? I think it's going to be all about Kelsey and Curry. 
But uh, Huff, I, I I did agree with you, but I do remember some shots of a Clay Thompson always with the shades on, uh, pretty faded yeah, after it, he wins those championships. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, I just I don't know. Name two be- biggest name, Clay fan. name better duos and personalities established championship like Hall of Fame personalities currently that you could get that other than these these two. Oh, the, if if Gronk could golf, Brady and Gronk versus Mahomes and Kelsey, let's settle this once and for all. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You're not wrong. On man. the golf course. <laughs> Brady's already been in it, what, twice, so I'm happy jo- that they're going to a new setting. Jordan and someone versus LeBron, if if LeBron knew how to golf? Probably would be good at it. Thing is, like, that's like, we could name anyone, and it's like, they might not even golf, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for the namesake, I know what you mean. This is this is a really good this is a really good one to start with. Maybe some hockey guys like Crosby, McKinnon. That'd be sick. It'd have to be Ovechkin and Crosby. I wish they'd quit yeah, going just, back to the win. Keep doing other courses like they have been. It's probably they just have it so mastered. They're like, we don't even, we don't even care. It's so easy to do it here, right? But it's but it, the it, same thing every time. It, that's going to be after the Stanley Cup Finals end in NBA playoffs. So that that'll be great TV for us to watch. Um, yeah, maybe we'll get some odds on it too for you. So definitely uh, stick around. Alrighty, I think that- I think DraftKings told Tatum not to make a three tonight. I seriously think he did. I'm about to be at halftime with no threes. Good thing Jesse didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't even get. I didn't even come to my inbox. That's crazy. What did he need? Just one, two, three. Wait, I don't know. I haven't checked the box score. He might have one. Yeah, he's over two. He needs two. He's only shot two, which is weird. He usually shoots like ten. Shoot the ball, you dumb idiot. All right, I think that's gonna wrap up everything we have this week. Episode thirty-six in the books. That's all I got. Make sure to uh, like and subscribe everywhere you can. It helps a lot. Anything else, guys? Yeah, not much else coming from me. Uh, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. Stay tuned to the social medias for all the cards, MLB. Um, It's going to do it for me. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Yeah, and Mackie brought it up earlier today, and I forgot to mention on the pod, we hit 100 wins before 100 losses on the NHL card, so that we're going to end the playoffs strong here, keep those positive units going up, get that NBA card back to double digits and rolling, and uh, MLB, we're going to be locking, and we have been. Um, Otani's going to get us another win today, so I'm ready to roll. Uh, ready for a big week of sports ahead. Yeah, not a lot of season left for these NBA and uh, NHL playoffs, though. So going to be locking down in the plays, and... Uh... And we are uh, looking to keep that, keep that record going. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.